0: Hello gamers from around the world, this is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany and I would like to welcome you to today's very special episode of the world of gaming because Dutch, my friend, uh, we need to talk about this, what is happening right now, there's something happening, tell us.
1: It's a very different kind of episode because today it's a midweek mix-up, crossover with the world Mm. of gaming, so... You're getting the same awesome podcasts, but on two awesome channels. So you've got the Midweek Mix Up crossover with the world of gaming. It's the first time we've done this, but uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be absolutely
0: awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. We're streaming on both cha- our channels, uh, the same podcast, uh, mainly because I feel guilty, man. I feel super guilty for for ditching on, on your show yesterday. Uh, but I had to take the chance, man. I got free tickets for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 um, on the world's largest imax screen so it's relatively close like a 20 minute drive or so from here uh we have the world's largest imax screen and dude that thing is gigantic it's insane 33 meters long 28 meters in height Man, that it's it's bananas and i got to to watch uh, um, guardians of the galaxy there and i had to take the 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 chance so um Sorry for for ditching out. I, uh, yeah, I do. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was awesome, man. I, actually, the movie was great. And you know what? I I wanted to tell you that, man. I wanted to tell you that I have I have seen something for the very 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 first time in my entire life. I was sitting in the movie, you know, and, and they rolled the ads up front, and then there was Zelda, of course, yeah, and uh, a couple of other ads, and suddenly Diablo comes up. Diablo ad, you know, great trailer montage, and then and Diablo is out on June 6 on Xbox Series X NS. Ooh. I have never ever seen an Xbox ad let alone like a third party that they make where they took the the, the you know the page out of so, play, uh, PlayStation's playbook they 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 made it sound like it's an Xbox game man and I have never ever seen that so playing by the same rules now I feel
1: like this play- is where we're going to go and that's where they need to go to be honest
0: it it, it is it is man uh, absolutely. We we need to talk about this, uh, that Xbox should take the, the gloves off uh, yeah. at some point, man. <laughs> and I was like, really? Okay, dude, I, I have to tell Dutch this. And of course, our awesome community. And I want to shout out uh, all the people that are already here in the chat. Welcome to you guys. Uh, we're going to have an awesome mm-hmm. show here today. We're going to have on. an awesome show.
1: And on my side, for us, yes, please
0: for the member
1: chat, 14-month mix-up Valkyrie. He says, using my crossover episode modding powers, happy Zelda Eve, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> happy Zelda Eve to you too, man. That's right, man. We, we now have to... You you have to monitor your chat, and I'm going to do mine. Uh, and you've got one so, now. <laughs> and I got one now, so uh, let me You're catch too. up on that. Uh, Tron TJ, <laughs> man, great to see you, bud. Uh, he sends in $2 and says uh hi guys i think the deal will go through yeah man it does sound like it it does sound like it we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little later more in detail what happened this week uh but yeah i'm i'm still confident and hopeful that it it goes through mainly only honestly because i want it to be over (laughs) but yeah man So, yeah. a shout out to you, Doron TJ. But also, let me shout out to the amazing people that watch on the podcast services around the globe. And uh, so on Spotify, on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Man, we have been growing on Apple Podcasts. So far, people have been mainly listening to us on Spotify. But um, recently, We've seen mainly a growth on Apple Podcasts, not to any big heights. Yeah. We are not like the the big ones, but um that's that's really cool, man. That's really cool. And tell people that the midweek mix-up is now also available on all the podcast services. It is, yes.
1: Just this week. I eventually got on top of it. It was yeah. requested before just before as well, specifically the um, the showcase. Um someone said, Where's your is your podcast on different audio platforms i said no Mm. but i I need to get on top of it i put it on there a while back but didn't go through with all the other shows so i've eventually got on top of it this week it is now available on all major um platforms so it's on spotify apple podcasts amazon Mm. google um, and uh, a few others as well so all the major Mm -hmm. podcasting audio platforms
0: are covered absolutely awesome man so the midweek mix up uh, we'll be back next week on wednesday on the regular places but then right after that also available on the podcast services that's cool yes so man enough with the self-advertisement here <laughs> let's get this show going and whenever we don't have guests we can play the jingles because we've noticed man that the jingles confuse our guests because we don't see here in the lobby what's happening on screen and then they have to sit there in silent for like 10 seconds and it's always like a weird thing so but with no guests today uh, we're gonna play the jingles man yes and on my show you don't
1: see any jingles you just see us dancing so
0: (laughs) (laughs) so there we go because i i can't remember who requested it earlier in the chat they want to see the jingles come back so there you go um man what have you been playing and of course people in both chats let us know what you guys have been playing Definitely.
1: So I've um I've been playing Jedi Survivor, still playing through it. I know you've mm. finished it now. So
0: Yeah, I finished. Um
1: so that's awesome. But I'm still playing through it. I'm taking my time with it. I'm not rushing it. Um and I've been playing as well after that. I've also um played I dropped Jedi Survivor because Ravenlock released and I wanted to play mm. Ravenlock. So I dropped it. Um, Started Ravenlock on an evening, did about an hour or so, and then the next day went back into Ravenlock on the weekend and Mm. finished it. Absolutely adore that game. Absolutely. Let me put in some
0: some gameplay, man. Yes. Uh, Let me do the same. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Different kind of gameplay then, but uh, still the same game.
1: Yes, same game, different gameplay. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, absolutely adore this game it is graphically it is such a pretty little game to look at um but it's also a chilled hack and slash now since we've been we've both played this game they've updated it to include difficulty levels now so on Mm -hmm. release there was no difficulty level it was a it was a walk in the park there are still no achievements for difficulty so don't worry about that um but it's a nice quaint little um alice in wonderland-esque um um game should we say it's a nice little adventure mystery game yeah. it's like i say a, a little hack and slasher um easy little puzzles to complete and little quests and things to do um, but it's such an it's such a good little game um a nice it, short welcome and it's a perfect little in-between game so when you've been yeah. especially right now with your zelda tears of the kingdoms and yeah your, and your jedi survivors all these big meaty games this is a perfect little game to kind of slot into the middle of it. So, yeah,
0: perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do agree, man. It, it, I started it after finishing uh, Jedi as Survivor, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But um you're right. I was not expecting much, man. I've I've seen the trailers, and I thought, like, um, yeah, nice. But after you saying, man, you have to play it, I thought, like, hey, great. Uh, apparently you can beat it in five to six hours and i feel that's right i have not finished it just yet but i think i'm super close to the end um yeah. probably not more than an hour or so to go and um i found a perfect perfect game for in between two major games you know and i started it up and i was honestly surprised like great atmosphere colorful but still like so, so, something magical to this world and it is a fun little hack and slash I did not expect that I thought it's more like a riddle game its which is, is it not yeah it's it's cl- classic hack and slash um so yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it I put uh, uh i recorded like the first hour or so which you see here so no big spoilers there um just a just a fun little game man and I also yeah finished like i said Jedi man and boy was that a game um probably my game of the year I I I'm not sure Hogwarts was also really really good okay. I really enjoyed yeah. Hogwarts so so far it's in between those two for me but you know, Jedi-, with the
1: Jedi the one thing that's that I'm trying not to do is be a completionist first time round and do like try and search for everything because mm. otherwise I'll never complete the game. <laughs> Yeah, Like with Hogwarts, I just, I had like a week off and I just played that game flat out and finished it like completely 100%. But I put like 70 odd hours into it. Yeah, I remember,
0: man. You were not sleeping for like three days straight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that again. I don't have the time to just do that with Jedi. I'd love to, but I can't like uh, divulge that time. So I'm going to try and restrict myself, pull back, Finish the story and then maybe just do a run through and get some collectibles and stuff done afterwards. But um See, I, I, actually, I never
0: go for the collectibles. I don't care about achievements. And so okay. I just want to play the game. I, I did like not all, but a lot of the side quests. Uh, so it, that I felt like I've played my fair share and then I continue with the story. And man, the story is so good in Jedi Fallen Order. Honestly, this is the best Star Wars story we have gotten in a long time across any medium. It was, I really enjoyed it. I liked the ending. I, and there were like such epic action sequences with, in, in the game. I, know, I don't know how far you are, um, but have you been on the, on the Dune planet, the desert planet and finished the, the main quest there? not yet with the drill with the drill yeah not yet man you are in for a treat after that sequence i had to put the controller down i was smiling from ear to ear it was just just so good so much fun um like really really beautiful game um i i had a blast man and the latest patch uh for me it almost came too late uh, because it, i was like already almost finished with the game but um the latest patch really improved the performance man um especially in performance mode um so yeah um good stuff here let us have a look here what what is our community playing When whenever whenever i don't know what to play i just just take inspiration there and i there have been actually a Quite a few people come up to me and, and said that they really enjoy that that we read out what the chat is playing because you you just get like an idea what the what our fantastic community plays and you can get inspired to play that ca- those kind of games. So Tronty tj plays um, Command and Conqueror Red Alert Three Commanders Challenge. Nice, oh, man, classic. Nice. <sighs> I, you know that. I I, I I'm starting to get over age. Like I'm yeah. still playing my daily match and so on but you know I feel like I need to practice so much to yeah. keep up right now um with like only the pros playing at this point that I just kind of move on uh, to to mm-hmm. more and other games. Um that's so, I mean, that's
1: okay boxing. You've got over 700 hours in it. I mean it's Yeah, super, I know. It's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, but I wish like, I... Let's face it as well, Boxy. It's uh, like Age is an awesome game you can drop and pick up at any time. Yeah. Um, but it's also a game that isn't live service. It's not like a World no. of Warcraft where you have to log in to do your daily quests. No. Um, no. It's not like a Sea of Thieves, which has got like your weekly quests and things like that. So you don't have to mm. worry about dropping it for a bit because you can just literally go straight go back, back and, and you it.
0: just need to get your skill levels back you know being quick enough and so on and adjust to the new strategies but yeah uh you're absolutely right but where did i come from uh J J asked uh said command and conquer and i wish we would get a proper new command and Conquer man. yeah
1: no yeah. not the live service
0: shit or anything so but just the proper so good shout there good shout so what else Dustin Lambert finally got some Ghostwire Tokyo uh, in, which is awesome, man. That game took me by surprise. Um, I've yet to finish, though. I'm in Act 4 now. I think there are five acts. Uh, I have to finish that, man. Then people are already uh, starting to talk, of course, about the FTC and then Lina Khan and everything. Yeah. So we, we a little later, guys, a little later. Uh, Did you cover uh, what...
1: Fifth Horseman? Bruce Fifth Horseman said
0: he's been playing... Uh, Plague Till Requiem after its new patch because we missed Ooh, it. At launch. That's a good one, man. Yes, that game just got a 60 FPS sh- patch, right? Yes. And if you've got it on PC, improved graphical options. So even more options
1: to go and beef up your graphics on that.
0: Nice. So, nice.
1: Yeah. I have. I'm going to jump back into that actually because that's another game I dropped and didn't pick back up. So
0: perfect. Oh, you time. have to, man. You have to... The ending, dude, I'm still getting goosebumps thinking about this ending uh, yeah. of A Blake Tale. Oof, that hit hard, man. So, what else? Superman is playing Fallout 4 in a modded state. Awesome, man. Sir nice. has been playing the Final Fantasy 1 Pixel Remaster and Breath Ooh, of the Wild. Nice. Uh-huh. Breath of the Wild getting ready for the Zelda, man. Um then fifth horseman says he's gonna play Ravenlock lock later ninja squirrel uh no nah, i'm um, sorry i mixed that up uh abnormal status is playing elden ring uh yeah. on his new oled tv awesome Ooh, man nice Ooh. like perfect game for that with the popping colors man um let us know which which ola did you get man um So, what else have people been playing? Uh, Forza Horizon 5. uh, Dustin Lambert revisited that one. So, yeah, man. Uh, Jaeger, in my chat, is playing Pillars of Eternity. Mm. That's a a good game. Nice, nice. Oh, and Red is in the chat. Uh, She's been playing six chapters in Ghostwire. No, nice. ah, but, but, oh no, she, she says, Oh, that there, there are six chapters. Sorry. I uh, okay. went over the chat too quick. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's, it's six, not five. I, yeah, if you have to finish, man, it's, I got distracted by, by Jedi, honestly, which is just simply an awesome game, man. And then we have, uh, abnormal starters, uh, saying he got the LGC2, which is fantastic, man. And if you need some advice on on the on the good settings on on the LG OLEDs, uh, hit me up in the DMs, man. So good stuff. Any anything else in your chat, man?
1: Nope, that's everything
0: on our side. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So Draughty Chase sends in a five dollar super chat, and he said we should play Command and Conquer. Any of them on PC? Me and you against the AI or against each other? Yeah, man. We need to play against the AI first because I have to. It's been too I long Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it Command and Conquer plays vastly different from uh, from Age Man. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. I but I have to reinstall that. That is true. I haven't. I have it on PC. Uh, actually, TJ, you were the one who who was like pushing me to get the 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 Command and Conquer collection thing in, in the Steam sale. So yeah, need to re-download that and red is playing rage 2 which is an awesome game i i really enjoyed rage 2 man yeah really good game really good game i think it was was underrated really underrated actually absolutely like open world game in the engine it looked beautiful it ran buttersmooth um great gunplay yep great gunplay in that game so yeah man um I think that's pretty much what we are playing. So let's move into the news of the week. We need to figure out how to play the jingles (laughs) for yours.
1: I'll just dance for my audience.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just dance for your audience. That's awesome. RWK88 in chat says he's playing Fat Titanfall. Awesome, man. Awesome. Good stuff here. Good stuff so um yeah man you know what's gonna happen over the weekend right yes yes i've downloaded it uh, yeah, i didn't uninstall it is is it the same build yeah Ah, so um, we are talking, of course, about yeah. the Diablo <laughs> 4 Server slab beta. <laughs> Guys, uh, let us know if you got going to jump in, uh, into that. But that's, I have the feeling, man, that I won't be able to play uh, as much as I, I want to because my you know my little baby my oldest son is turning seven this sunday and we are gonna throw him an awesome birthday party and uh, i have you know he's he's a harry potter fan uh, these days and uh, he wanted to to celebrate a harry potter themed birth birthday so we are preparing uh, like you know different harry potter kind of games to play with the kids and everything so i will be a lot uh, busy with the dad over the weekend um so family first but i will still try to jump of course in for a bit um so you're gonna so. you're
1: gonna dress up as hagrid or dumbledore who are you who are you going as
0: <laughs> yeah we I, i'm not dressing up uh you know we what what's the English word for that? In German, we call that a Schnitzeljagd. I have no idea what that's. We we play like they have to solve different games and riddles, and then they get a clue to the to to the next game they have to play, and they have to like search in the forest. So you know, we we're going into the forbidden forest, and, and Voldemort has been sighted there, and then they get a letter. And then they have to solve a certain riddle and then they found, find nice. the next letter and the next letter. And at the very end, we have a Lord Voldemort pinata, you know? <laughs> Beat them up. Beat them up, exactly. <laughs> That's like what, what we're going to do, man. Um, so, yeah. That's why I won't be able to play that much of, of Diablo. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm going to do my best uh, because... I can't wait for the tune release. But then, Dutch, there's also, of course, another thing happening, and that is Zelda tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I think we need to talk about that also real quick. Uh, but um, what what kind of um, uh, uh, class are you gonna play this time in the in the beta? Uh,
1: Necromancer. I didn't give Necromancer a, a, a shot. Um, mm. I went. For- You're gonna yeah, we- like that, man. I went for
0: druid and I didn't like uh, the druid. that was terrible. Uh, yeah. the druid sucked. Nah. Yeah, the the necromancer is actually really good. I'm I wasn't the biggest fan of the necromancer in Diablo 3 when they finally patched him in, but mm. this time he was really good. So I'm I'm still torn whether I I'm going to start start my full playthrough then with as a sorcerer uh, or um or as the necromancer, so yeah. Yeah, so
1: I've done, obviously, I've done max level on Sorcerer, so it's pointless. As much as I love playing a Sorcerer, I'm not going to touch that again until the full game releases, and of course, then we'll all have to start from scratch anyway. Um, So I'm going to get used to Necromanta next. I'm going to get used to that.
0: Yeah, nice, man. Good stuff there, good stuff. So let me shout out Tron TJ for sending in another $5 Super Chat, and he says, Command & Conquer is still the goat. We need a new modern one on Xbox. i yeah. do agree man um i mean if it's the goat ah it's great man i know it's great but age you know it's hard to argue against my love uh, on age but i do agree that we definitely need a new modern command in congo uh absolutely man um so yeah actually what what i wanted to ask you man have you seen the the the, the reviews for zelda uh, today
1: we are absolutely insane.
0: <laughs> it's insane, man. It's crazy. Uh, on Metacritic as of right now, 97 on Open Cricket Critic, and 98. All major outlets, I think, gave it a straight out 10 out of 10. Uh, it's touted as one of the best Zelda's. I can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, my copy is
1: not bad for a 30 FPS
0: game, eh? Not bad, yeah. At at seven twenty p, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's true, it's true. <laughs> you see, that's that's kind of weird. We all become hypocrites when it, when it beca- when it comes to Nintendo. We always I complain about no this shit, work, you yeah. know, ah, uh, thirty <laughs> fps and bad policies and overpriced and. Uh, this and that and then suddenly nintendo sells their games resell their games with the super lackluster effort uh, of, of of doing remasters or remakes and everything and and then we still buy it and we praise it and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> i can't yeah. wait honestly i'm yeah. super excited i'm checking my uh, my pre-order all the time uh, on amazon hopefully it arrives uh, tomorrow but then again uh, this week is a uh, weekend is going to be not that much t- game time for me but i am i still can't wait to boot it up uh, and see for myself if the, and ha- how good the game really is
1: yeah for me for me the only thing that made me not like breath of the wild was the degradation on weapons but apparently they've improved that a little bit mm-hmm. for this one we'll see if it's enough for me to to enjoy it more this time around mm-hmm. but um fingers crossed fingers crossed that was the only thing that put me off the first breath of the wild um was was the weapon degradation it was like even the master sword broke in like three three foul swoops <laughs> so mm. I was like, oh god why would you do that um but yeah extremely positive across the board so absolutely
0: it, it does look good man uh So, what I've I've watched a few uh, of the of the reviews or read a a couple of them today while whilst being in the office and uh, yeah, it's um, apparently you know it has improved upon uh, many many things. Um, It's gotten bigger um i don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> it could also be scary because i've i've heard people like there's apparently an underworld that you can go to you know uh which is just as big as the regular world um uh, people saying i need needed more than 80 hours uh, to finish uh just the main thing and i have seen like 25 percent of the game um but yeah, dungeons are back in a little bit more in the classic sense, which is great to hear because that was one of my criticisms of Breath of the Wild. Like I always said, Zelda is for me a Metroidvania type of game. You know, you, you beat the first dungeon, you get, I don't know, the, bom- uh, the, the the bombs. And with the bombs, you get into the second temple and, uh, and, and there you get, I don't know, the, the bow. And, and with that, you get into the third and so on. And Breath of the Wild didn't have that. Uh, they had like three dungeons, uh, and that's it. Um, and of course, the weapon thing and, and crafting uh, annoyed in the first one. But apparently, it's improved a lot. So other than that, I can't wait. Apparently, story is really good. The Zelda atmosphere back. Uh, the, the Master Sword is spec, man. That, that's something I'm excited for. So... I'm going to play, I, I'm going to play a lot of Zelda. Yes. But stuff, stuff thrown in
1: my chat says, I've never played Breath of the Wild. Should I fix that? And I've said, yes. Mm. Yes, fix that. I, I do agree. If you own it, that is, if if you don't own it, don't worry about skipping Breath of the Wild and going to Tears of the Kingdom because they've refined what was good in that game and made it better in this game. Mm. And by all accounts, it's a little bit of a different yeah, story played.
0: anyway. Mm. Yeah. Uh no good shout man um definitely you can never go wrong with Zelda yeah even yeah. A, a like a bad Zelda is still um it's still uh, a good, a game. good Zelda <laughs> <laughs> it's still a good game exactly um so yeah uh definitely a good one uh, let me briefly shout out Splendiferous uh thank you so much for this two dollar super chat he says we need Soul Reaver remake on the series X That's mine. I have not heard anyone uh, say that, but I like the idea, man. Soul Reaver was fun. That would be cool. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, man, Zelda, uh, you think there's a chance that any any other game is going to take Game of the Year because you know that this is going to be really, really high up there uh, in the Game of the Year talk with these... almost record-breaking you know um reviews uh, the incredible high meta score
1: yeah it, it's it's you know it is it's for for personal game of the years it's going to be a tough one but I think for for what you would class as critical game of the year which is the the actual critics voting on it um it's gonna be so hard for anybody to get close to that. And at this point, Starfield has to be pretty perfect across the board. Mm. And by perfect, I mean literally match it beat for beat and get ten out of tens. And I don't see Starfield getting that. Yeah. I just don't. As great as Starfield will be, and I will absolutely be playing Starfield much more than I'll be playing Tears of the Kingdom. Absolutely. I cannot see critics giving Starfield flat out 10 out of 10s across the board. Mm. I've I've said I think Starfield at worst will get mid 80s, at best will get 91 92. Mm. Uh, I can't see it getting anywhere close to 97 98. Not yeah. not, a, not a chance. Nope. No, nope. it's it's the thing with Nintendo games, they've
0: just got this charm that reviewers love. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's, that's, hard to, that's hard to recapture, honestly, with any other platform because we all grew up, kind of grew up with Nintendo, you know? Uh, the, so you hold a lot of nostalgia for the IPs itself, for Mario, for Zelda, uh, and all the others. That That's, of course, one part. And um, the... It's just they create so relatable games. You know, a Forza is awesome, but it's hard to get, you know, related to the game in as 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 to towards a character like Zelda like Link and so on. And that's uh, definitely one part. and uh, I feel like, yeah, Nintendo is definitely reviewed differently. i I always wonder what would happen, man, if that exact same game came out, without the nintendo label on any yeah. other platform would it get the same reviews no no i mean That's you exactly. have to look
1: you have to look at pokemon as well like that that game released in a really bad performance mm. state like really bad but it sold 22.1 million copies and <laughs> and it got reviewed very positively so yeah you absolutely not if 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 any game, as, as we found out with Redfall, released in in the state that Pokemon did, it would have been absolutely slandered. It would have had six out of tens across the board, but it didn't mm-hmm. because it's Pokemon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, And I still know that I'm going to have an awesome time with it. And uh, it's just, you know, Zelda games are just something special it's i know we are not looking at this rationally probably but when the music comes up yeah i feel like this i feel like you know 10 year old boxenberger when he first unwrapped on christmas eve a link to the past and booted it up on the super nintendo and i mean i'm getting the same goosebumps just hearing the theme and everything and uh this is just yeah Zelda is just special, you know. It it just is. Um
1: and to be fair, so, from what I've seen, from what I've seen of the trailers and everything so far, um, this one looks like its story beat is far better than yeah than Breath of the Wild. It just looks a lot like of reviews said that Yeah. In the previous in, in Breath of the Wild, it felt like not like it was just open world and then you'd talk to a couple of people and that was it. It didn't feel like there was much of a story in there. Like, you could literally skip everything. In this one, mm. it looks like it's cutscenes. Like, for Nintendo, that's a pretty significant thing. But it looks like there's Absolutely. actual cut there. There's character dynamics. Yeah. So, so it looks like they've improved on that front as well, which is intriguing me more um, for it as well. Uh, I've got a yeah. follow-up question for that, actually, Boxy, that you'll like. For Jesper um, in our chat here says, uh, which Zelda game is your favorite?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so, I think it's a link to the past, or, uh, ocarina of time. I was but about there has been
1: ocarina of time is mine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oca- i mean, ocarina was also like you know. It's it's, I know for for a lot of people it's it's probably nothing special. But I remember being, a teenager. Uh, I don't know how old uh, was I when 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 did ocarina of time came out so i, can't, oh, I, can't, I don't know was 15 or so um, yeah, 90s, somewhere in the 90s
1: maybe Yeah, somewhere in the 90s uh, uh
0: hang on ocarina of time uh, released it 98, was 98 1998. so I, I was 15 so i was 15 years old um and I there was this moment, you know, when you first step out in the world, in the like it was open worldish for that time, yeah. And you called a and and you got on the on the back of your of your horse and you you just ran off towards the sunset. This was like, I've never experienced something like that in a video game up until this point. It was just something special, man. So Ocarina of Time is definitely up there. I also need to shout out, of course, um, Twilight Princess, which is highly underrated in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, if, if there's one Zelda, I wish they made a remake. It's this. Um, it, it's Twilight I, Princess, definitely a special one. Um, I think a lot of people
1: love Wind Waker as well, to be fair.
0: Wind Waker was also good. I mean, they have been great, Zeldas. Um, yeah. uh, which was the one on the on the Game Boy that's just got a fantastic remake two years uh, ago, three no years ago. about. Um, it was also absolutely amazing. Um and so, but yeah, I think my favorite is either Link to the Past or Or Karina absolutely. Um, so Link's Awakening, Jagger in the chat is helping us uh, out. Thank you. There you thank go. you. Jagger. <laughs> <Yeah>. Awesome. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, there are many great uh, Zeldas and, uh, like I said earlier, man, it's like, um, playing at 30 fps at super low resolution we we kind of need a new switch man we kind of need a new yeah, switch we
1: we've, we've been saying this for a while and I, and, and I've said it not sp- just for us i think mm. the developers if they can create what they've managed to do with tears of the kingdom on 10 year old hardware <laughs> yeah and like even i've even seen developers literally comment on this now saying i I do not understand how they've managed to get a game that polished
0: on that hardware. On that hardware. By the it way, makes, you're not saying that the Switch is ten years old, but uh, because I know that in this discussion, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
1: um, yeah. yeah, the developers are even calling that out and just saying, li- li- like, from a technical perspective, it shouldn't be possible to do what the developers have managed to do on that hardware. Mm. And they've and they've pulled it off and it's running smooth and it's looking amazing. They don't know how, from a technical perspective, they've managed to do it. So mm. from that point, I'd love the developers to get more advanced hardware because I think both PlayStation and Xbox yeah. would be absolutely... I mean, look what they can do on that hardware. I think PlayStation and Xbox would be absolutely left in the dust if Nintendo got seriously powerful equipment. Absolutely. Because their developers absolutely. are insane.
0: And we got, actually got some news on the Switch, but let me shout out Splendiferous for the $2 super chat. He says, My meta, meta for this Zelda will be 95 with no bias. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't believe you. That there, I believe you with the 95, but the no bias. And that's totally fine. Again, uh, when it comes to Nintendo, we all are uh, a little biased there, um, which is absolutely fine. Which is totally fine. So uh, thank you for the super chat, man. And um, so this week uh, we got the report that, um, of course, the sales are slowing down uh, uh, year over year. Um, Sales uh, for the first quarter went down 22% um and they're fol-
1: gonna happen with tears of the kingdom now
0: <laughs> actually they forecast a decline of 16 5%, 16 5 for the rest of the year uh it's still gonna be of course uh massive numbers which they sell but the more exciting thing is is a uh, that a Nikkei source um which is like of course this gigantic tech uh company uh a tech outlet um That They reported that the development of the next Nintendo console is progressing very well, but it is definitely not uh, planned to launch before spring 2024. Um, Then they also said that Nintendo is not going to do the same thing like they did with the Switch, which they announced and released two years later that the announcement of the Switch will be very close to the actual launch. Nice. Uh, So to me, that sounded, and it's now my interpretation, of course, uh, that we might be seeing a new Nintendo uh, Switch somewhere next year, man. Yeah, Uh, that sounds
1: like if it's not before spring, then I would say that being um, an almost fall,
0: 24 release. I'd be up for that. But Nintendo usually does not release their consoles in fall. Like no. of course, Nintendo. Yeah, uh, released, uh, yeah summer release, exactly. It's what I've I've been thinking, man. Um, with the big rumors of the PlayStation 4, uh pardon me, the PlayStation 5 Pro coming next holiday season, and I expect a series. X pro or whatever triple X series XL or whatever (laughs) it will be called. (laughs) Um, Series (laughs) triple (laughs) X. Series triple X, (laughs) man. Jesus. Dude. I love Xbox, but their naming conventions, There is just, (laughs) how can you name your third console? You release Xbox one. Yeah. You know, it's, just anyways I, I the
1: thinking I, behind it because the 360 was the same thinking so the yet, 360 was all encompassing it was everything yeah i know one was, was in comes full circle in what but,
0: yeah. yeah
1: but it still sounds silly <laughs> it does sound silly um but I, I think to be fair though i think because it's named xbox calling it like playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 it's an easy off the tongue thing but seeing mm. Xbox One, Xbox Two, Xbox Three, it just sounds
0: bland. You know, I have heard, but I can't remember where I have heard this, that they actually did not name it one two, Xbox One, Two, Three because they were always like one number behind PlayStation. So when mm. the PlayStation 3 came out, they would have the Xbox Two. And yeah. when the PlayStation 4 came out, they would have the Xbox Three. And you cannot have that because it just sounds less, and so they—that's why they went with a different naming convention. Um, yeah, it makes anyway. you think,
1: though, Will PlayStation continue the numbered strategy going forwards? Will it just be six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Yeah, 11, of five? course.
0: <laughs> yes, I do think so. I do think so. Uh, probably uh, up until the ten or so, and then they—I don't know if they, they uh, then re remake it uh or rename it uh but it just makes sense for them you know it's everyone knows okay i need to, i i have to play playstation 4 now and i need to get the 5 now and then oh and after that the 6 and so on so yeah um but anyway i digress in the in the uh, chat says xbox naming their consoles are better than playstation with the generic naming playstation one two three four five yeah um i do get the different names but i would ch- just ch- chose different names like yeah anyways yeah. <laughs> we digress the new switch what do you expect from that man um,
1: well, judging by, judging by other reports that I've seen today as well, it isn't going to have an OLED panel. Um, mm. We've seen a, another um, Japanese, I think it's a Japanese screen manufacturer, say they've begun making um, LCD panels for a handheld yes. device. So I'm assuming the first, at least the first round of whatever this next thing is, is going to be LCD panels as opposed to OLED which is, going to, again, going to keep the cost down. And if you're looking at increasing hardware capabilities but not increase the cost, then you're not going to start with an OLED panel because that's going to increase the cost by 50 quid, as we've seen with the current one over yes. the previous model. So I can understand that from that point as much as it's disappointing for us because, of course, we know the OLED panel looks phenomenal in comparison to the previous Switch version. Yeah. Um, but... If, if they're going to increase the hardware capabilities, then having a better panel is going to be um, kind of least of their worries. As long as it kind of displays in 1080p, um, then it should be good to go. Um, that's all you need for a handheld as well. You don't need anything more than that. You could go yeah. for QLED, but again, it's a bit overkill. 1080 mm. looks fine on handheld. Absolutely. Um, but saying that, they need to have a solution for docked mode where it increases the power and capabilities. Mm-hmm. So when you're on, a, when you're on, um, a, a bit like the Steam Deck and a bit like the um, the ROG Ally, you've got those power and capabilities. But naturally, when you've got it docked, it doesn't have to run in performance mode. It doesn't have to kind of chime things down a little bit, to make things run all right. Um, so I'd like to have. A dock that has more than just the connect to TV functionality. I'd like the dock to provide much more of a um, a GPU and a CPU boost um, yeah. to what the, switch, the next switch can do.
0: I I agree there. Um, whilst I'm not expecting like a powerhouse console because I I still feel Nintendo is gonna stick to that mass market consumer friendly kind of price which is around 400 so i don't think that they aim for a price higher than that maybe Agreed. because of, of inflation 450 by then um but uh, i i don't think that they target like the 500 plus uh, nope. uh, mark so and they also want to make money off of their their consoles we all yeah it's that, just Nintendo and uh, uh, Xbox and and PlayStation usually take a hit in in or make a black zero. You know, they don't lose money, but they're not making money. And Nintendo actually wants to make money by selling hardware. Um, yeah. so I do think that we probably will have handhelds by then uh, and we're going to talk about the Aces uh, ally in a second. Uh, they yeah. probably are already more powerful than the switch uh, oh, yeah, because exactly. because they uh, switch to uh, or whatever it will be called. I wish that they do what you just describe. you know, have a docking proper docking station that is not just a stand and with a, with a connector for HDMI, but actually have hardware in that thing. Yeah, and make that thing optional. You know, you get like the boost, boost station, or whatever. Uh, you dock it in, you get a little bit extra RAM, you get a little extra boost here and there, um, something like that. I would love that. Um, at the end, I do agree on the display. Um, I do hope, I do hope that they stick with the formula of the Switch, though. Oh yeah, and that yeah, they are. Um, I don't want them to like move away and do something weird again, like the Wii, you know, which I know it was the super successful Nintendo console, but I didn't like the Wii that much. I, I like the Wii U a lot more. On,
1: one thing they could improve on is the Joy Cons, The yeah. Joy Cons were good, but they were up were, they were, in terms of their quality, they've still got uh, like every platform and again with a handheld it's worse but when for instance the switch light if you get stick drift in switch life in a switch light it's done like the entire console mm-hmm. is knackered you have to send it in and and even yeah. then it might not fix the issue and then you've just lost the console like you when it, when you've got those type of controls you, you they have to be perfect on a handheld they have to be so they mm-hmm. need to come up with a better solution for the for the joycons on there i think yeah um, and I, and and even saying that, if you're going to be doing one with fixed fixed Joy Cons, which I think would be a better idea for, uh, and then sell maybe these kind of separate Joy Cons you can use if you want to do these Wii fit stuff, sell them separately because mm-hmm. there's not enough games that require you to have them separate.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: So just do it as a one, do it as a, a single unit where they don't detach. So it means yeah. you don't have to worry about that. You sell a pro controller separately. If you want to sell Joy Cons separate as a separate entity, do that. But I don't think it should be detachable from the off. I think you could probably save money by just making an, a singular unit and creating separate Joy Cons mm-hmm. separately is an entirely different thing.
0: I agree. Yeah. So I do want that. Um, what else do I want from the next Switch? You know, I want to have the option. To attach a gigantic battery to it. It makes it m- probably more heavy, a little more uncomfortable, but like a gigantic battery pack uh, on the backside as an option. Yeah. Make it removable, blah. Let me. I need I want that, man. I want that. So yeah, uh good stuff there. Good stuff. Man, handhelds are coming back. Um I do have the feeling, honestly, that that the handhelds have this, you know, resurrection, like they, they are back the Steam Deck super successful. Honestly, I did not think that the Steam Deck would be as successful as it is. Um I was skeptical you know why like
1: it's successful though. You know why it's it's a simple one. Tell the me the reason other handhelds that have have released as Wi-Fi only, or 4G only, or cloud only haven't been successful because there isn't any native downloads on there. When you start with the ROG Ally and the Steam Deck and the Switch, they're all native downloads. You can play things natively on the handheld. You don't require Wi-Fi. You don't require connections yeah. to the internet to play them. Once you've downloaded it, you can play it no matter whether or not you've got internet. Yeah. And that's key to a handheld. You can't Absolutely, have cloud only it, it just doesn't work.
0: I fully agree. There, um, cloud is nice. Yeah. yeah, I I told you that story many times. I like to play the cloud. I have like this um, this smartphone clip on uh, on the night on my nightstand, so I can play in bed. Like, cool. It's fun. It's it's good, but it's nothing compared to have your game running natively on a device. It just isn't, and. I'm. I'm always. You, you, you know, with mobile, uh, mobile reception being as bad as it is in Germany, it's nothing to for for playing on the go. And and the Steam Deck just nailed it. You know, um, they also do the, the online thing, of course, way better than a Nintendo does. <laughs> of course, yeah. Also, the digital po- uh, uh, policies. You know, games are cheap in steam they are simply cheap uh yeah like steam sales are known for like ridiculous cheap prices and you get that all on the go people have built their gigantic libraries and you just have it right there you have your save files there you have everything that's convenient man it's convenient but it's still limited to steam obviously yeah Uh, I know you can play the the uh, get, uh, get game pass natively running on this uh, Steam, but did I uh, deck? But did I tell you what a friend of mine uh, 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 had with uh, for issue with uh, what he had issues with uh, with the Steam Deck? So, what you need to do is basically jailbreak it, um, yeah. and it's easy to do. Nothing, no problem there. But it is not as intended. And so he, he had a warranty issue like, I don't know, four weeks or so after he got his Steam Deck. And they did refuse to uh, fulfill their warranty duties because of, of that jailbreak thing. So, And I think that's one thing where the ASUS Ally now comes in. Because earlier today, there was the official reveal for the ASUS Ally for those who have not seen it um, It runs Windows natively, so you can run everything that is running in the App Store, in the uh, in the in the Steam, uh, on Steam. But you can also natively run everything from the Epic Store, everything you have from the Xbox uh, PC world, yeah, maybe PC Game Pass or the the games you have via uh, Play Anywhere.
1: That's a much bigger bonus for me because it means I can pick up the ROG, and day one. I've yeah. got all of my Game Pass native download games on there.
0: Exactly, all of, all of them, man, all of them, right there. Yeah, you can play Starfield natively without any any tricks you need to do. Yeah, to games get it running.
1: Have to buy like I can literally buy the buy the handheld and not worry about buying games. I've just got exactly. Games
0: you have all the your games in you the <laughs> same save file. You simply continue on your Xbox, yeah? Where you left off on the Rock, Rock Ally. Uh, it's awesome, man. It's, it's simply awesome. And that's why I put it in the thumbnail. For me, <laughs> I was like, dude, basically that's an Xbox handheld, yeah? Um, yeah. It's not quite there yet uh, because all the games you buy on, on the Xbox console, and i'm not so third parties yeah and i'm not play anywhere obviously you can't play them on pc so you can't play them on the asus Uh, but um other than that it basically is an xbox um uh handheld and xbox has been on stage today with the big presentation we get into the presentation in just a second itself but uh they heavily advertised it uh, uh, along with uh, uh, the ally. Phil mentioned it in his big interview last week. They have been now on stage today with ASUS presenting the the thing. You get three months of Game Pass Ultimate, by the way, with with the device. Um, and uh, and they even mentioned when they talked about on uh, during the presentation how they designed the entire thing um that they copied the Xbox controller layout with the thumbsticks and the buttons so the a uh, b x y layout is exactly the same the thumbsticks are like asymmetrically ordered there so well, it's you see,
1: Xbox have actually been uh, have have also today released their own advertisement post for the ROG Ally their own on their own yeah. platform so this there is quite obviously and, and on ROG's website, Game Pass is one of the first things you see on there. So they obviously have a market mm. and deal with ROG for this device, which is
0: huge for Xbox. Huge. Yeah. It is, absolutely. Again, that's why I put it in the thumbnail. It's basically an Xbox and PC handheld. <laughs> that's yeah. what I put in the in the thumbnail of the show. Uh, because, man, I'm super excited. Uh, you still can only pre-order it on the via the ACES website here in Germany. Uh so not I, I wanted to pre-order it earlier on you no know, um Amazon or something. <sighs> so there are two versions. Let, let us talk about this. Let me give you yeah. some facts about the thing. There are two versions coming. Uh one starts um at 599 US dollars Uh, And the bigger version is 699 US dollars. It's the big version costs 800 euros here in Germany and 700 euros um, uh, for the for the light version. How much is it for the in the UK? Uh, What did you say it was for you? Sorry. For, For me, it's 800 euros. So the big one. Uh, all
1: oh, right, yeah. It's, so it's yeah, so and uh, the, the big one it's 699
0: pounds. £699. Pounds okay, yeah, there you go. So yeah, it comes with a 10 inch, uh, 1080p, 120 hertz uh, display. Nice. Um, it has uh, the new set one APU from, from AMD in there, which has obviously a uh, a Zen 4 um CPU, uh, just just for reference, guys, yeah, we have sent 2 CPUs in the Xbox Series X and S. Um, but yeah, then we have an RDNA 3 GPU. I have heard that the PlayStation 5 also has that. <laughs> but this uh, device actually has RDNA 3 uh, uh, GPU. And that's basically where they, the, the difference comes in, in between the two uh, console versions or handheld versions. The big one has the Z1 Extreme chip, which has like 8 point uh, something teraflops, um, while the smaller 8. version 6. yeah, 8. 6.
1: To put, it is $600 for the 2.8 teraflop and 700 for uh, 8.6 teraflops.
0: 8.6, it was, yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, 2.8 teraflops for the one. So the other one, the Z1
1: is releasing at a later date. They're only releasing the Z1 Extreme now. Extreme like now. June.
0: Exactly. Yeah. In June um so that's awesome man and uh yeah it comes with a 512 gigabyte ssd of course um and 16 gigs of ram so the thing is good man the specs on paper are absolutely fantastic. It also yeah. comes, of course, uh, with this full support for AMD's FidelityFX Super Resolution and uh, AMD's uh, so AMD FSR and RSR. Yeah, which is great because that's the upscaling technology. For those who don't know, the RSR is the upscaling technology of AMD for devices that or games that do not support FSR. Uh, because ours is done on, on a driver level, so that's the upscaling done on a driver level. Developers do not have to code for that. It also comes with it. Um, it will run Windows, so you can dock it. You can actually run Office on it uh, if you want to. Um,
1: yes, you really want to.
0: <laughs> if you really want to, you can. Uh, and again, uh, yeah, since it runs Windows, everything that runs on, the P- on, on your PC runs there. Uh, and it comes with three months of Game Pass Ultimate. So I think that's uh, the main thing. What do you think? Um, you're excited for this? You're getting one? Do you think we need this uh, in our lives?
1: Yeah, uh, um, it's on my list of, of devices to get. Originally, I was thinking about getting the Steam Deck, but then, then this bad boy came out, so um, I will be picking one up. It's not going to be an immediate purchase because I've got a, a powerful computer, I've got uh, the Series X, the Series S, the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation. So um, I'm actually going to upgrade to the PS5 first. I had no reason to do so up until now. But of course, with an impending showcase, which we'll talk about soon, coming up, Mm. um, and both consoles focusing on next-gen only now, Um, Now is the time to to start doing your your switches to next gen if you haven't already. So I'm going to be doing that for PlayStation next. I'm still on the PS4 Pro as it stands. So um, that's my first upgrade. Then after Gamescom, I'll be picking up an Auro G.
0: Allies Extreme. But yes. Yep. i mean there there's really no point in getting the the small version for only a 100 bucks more you get a significantly better cheaper, a significant
1: man. jump in power
0: yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah i i mean it's 800 bucks which is a lot but i was thinking that i'm turning 40 this year uh, in july actually and I, th- I i think i'm gonna give this to myself for making it to level 40 uh um so yeah, I'm actually excited for it. Uh I I told you that before, I think before the pandemic I had to travel a lot for work. So there was a point in time where the Switch was probably my most played console simply because of a lot of traveling. Um that changed obviously now, by now I already have a uh um i i have a different job uh, i do not have to travel for work as much anymore uh, yeah. so it, of course the necessity for a handheld isn't as big but this one just looks like it's a f- such a fantastic device man yeah. um and, and know, of
1: course you have to think from another perspective instead of playing xcloud which is exactly. handheld and not
0: native. You can download yeah, exactly this natively and play it. Exactly my and, point. Uh, yeah. And you know, when Xbox finally starts to release some games, man, like a Starfield, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can just, you know, the, the, the sheer thought alone is I can sit in my yard, you know, play some uh, 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 Starfield on the Ally, uh, you know, watching the sunset. Kids are sleeping, and then I just get get dark. I shut off the 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 airline, go downstairs in my man cave, boot it up on the big screen, and just continue where I left off. This this yeah. thought, man, alone is is making it so tempting for me. So <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm I have PlayStation 5, I have the Series X, I have the Nintendo Switch, I have a PC, actually. Do I really need this? No, it's I don't, I don't. But well, you want it, it is, I want it, and I want yeah. it bad. So, yeah, I'm. i the, the question really only is for me: Do I pre-order right away, or do I wait till proper reviews are out and see if there's a catch, man? That's that's actually my only question. The, the catch, the main catch, is the
1: battery life. So in yeah. handheld mode, it's two hours two hours. Um, Yeah. If it's, and that's for gaming, that's strictly two hours worth of solid gaming. Um, if you mix in some media in with that as well, like if you're watching Netflix or something on it instead Mm -hmm. or doing something else, then it might increase it to about four hours. It's got a max media battery life of six and a max gameplay Only battery life of two. So you're kind of looking at a medium in there. It's probably going to be around the three hour mark. Um, depending on how you use it for me i don't really play handhelds for long periods of time anyway even the switch so even when i'm on the switch i might play it for an hour or so and then i put it down um so two hours isn't really a bad thing for me that's kind of what i'm used to on switch anyway to be fair the switch doesn't mm. have great battery life um no, it doesn't. so yeah it's it's kind of one of those things you, you take it uh with a pinch if you're going in an airport or on a plane or something like that the good thing about that is on planes you can plug them in and charge them on the plane yeah. and while flying. Um same in an airport, you can just plug it into a socket if you want to keep it charged, or if you've got a battery pack like I do, a big 10,000 milliamp hour battery pack, I can just charge it with that. Um so yeah, it's 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 the downside of, of powerful handheld gaming is the That's battery. The
0: thing. Yeah. And why so serious in the chat is so right. He says, uh, they said two hours for heavy gaming. So it might be even less. I, I agree. You know, if they say two hours, realistically, it's probably only 1.5. So yeah. that's that's the caveat to this entire thing. Absolutely, I, absolutely, man. But let me briefly shout out also TronTJ. Uh, thank you, man. He sends in another super chat of $2 and says, you can plug in a graphics card into it. I'm sorry, man. Uh, Dutch, do you? What do you mean? If you c- can plug this thing uh, into your PC? So much like much like a PC,
1: you can get GPU housing. Um, so you, so theoretically, you can have a an, an a separate GPU entirely. So you can essentially, when you've got this in docked mode, you can plug in using a GPU house a 3080 or a 4090 or something like that, and use that instead of the onboard GPU. You can actually use the 4090's GPU and the 16 gig of, of RAM that you've got in the handheld. Um, so theoretically, you can actually boost it and make it into a much more powerful PC when it's docked. Um, but of course, for a handheld perspective, a Z1 chip is is phenomenal, so you don't necessarily need to do that.
0: As it is. It is. Um the power per wattage uh, is is insane on on that device honestly so i was asking myself honestly i remembered we had um special nick uh, on in january to, to do you know our xbox prediction show for 2023 and he said something he said something about the series x And as uh, a mid-chain enhanced consoles. Um, And now my my gameplay has run out, so I have to switch that (laughs) as well.
1: I recorded Uh, two hours Boxy. I'm good.
0: (laughs) You know, you have that capture card, man. I don't have that. I record (laughs) my my, entire footage I record. I do that with the um, Xbox DVR functionality.
1: That's, That's next on your list.
0: Capture card. (laughs) <laughs> ah screw capture cards man i hate that the sheer for thought gamescom alone you're gonna you're gonna want one yeah i know <laughs> i know for gamescom i do <laughs> want one that's, that's <laughs> true but that's the only th- reason uh. Uh, Yeah. uh but the, the 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 thing is honestly um about uh, capture cards you know with the hdr uh pass through you have to turn on hdr you have to rewire everything when you start to play and uh, it just sucks so I just record with the Xbox DVR. Um, so yeah, um, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Oh, you've got Let me catch chat. up with the super chat. I got the. Yeah. I'm gonna get the super chat and hopefully my train of thought comes back. Um, right, special Nick. Yeah, you know, I don't get it, but I'm still gonna read the super chat first. Eliat uh, Sholmovich, uh, thank you so much for. Fifteen, and I have squiggly no. Lines. What is that? I have no
1: idea. Fifteen squiggly lines.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 the unit uh, of, of this currency is like—I have to Google that now. It looks like what is, from is that? Zlada.
1: Are you paying in Zelda money?
0: <laughs> ah, from yeah, it's a, uh, it's uh, ILS. It's uh, the. Yeah, uh, Israeli um, shekel, new shekel. Uh, oh, that's I, a f- I have never seen that in my life. I, I, I have just not seen the symbol either. Not at all, man. Awesome, thank you. Um, exactly, thank you. Uh, that's Israeli shekel. Um, awesome. Um, he says I think Dronti J meant the external GPU they advertised in the live stream, the forty ninety. Uh, and the uh, 6850 XT versions. Cheers, friends. Um, now, now I got it. Okay, now I got the the super um, chat from TJ. Thank you for, for clarifying. So, yeah, um, that was quite interesting. I need to look into that a little bit more. Honestly, to see how this actually was, was working, I was a little confused. Honestly, during the live stream, uh, could have been because I was in a meeting in parallel and I was trying to listen to both. Um, yeah, but yeah, that they um, uh, they have like uh, also for it works also for their laptops and and mm. such. Yeah, where you can like attach uh, forty ninety and i need definitely need definitely need to look into this a little bit more in detail um it's for the entire rock family you know uh, mm-hmm. like you can attach new gpus and honestly i thought this was like exactly what consoles need like yep. stationary consoles yeah so you can simply like plugging shit somewhere in and upgrade your your console um and ram like increase the RAM, ram, increase the ram exactly um the main
1: things you really ideally need to increase are the ram the gpu and potentially a cpu boost Both from a exactly. firmware approach, they can increase the clocks on the cpu if needs be
0: yeah so agreed so that's uh, it, it, exactly that's it like aces are thinking ahead man they are thinking ahead this is, is like a, a, if this pro- works properly like a genius idea you know um yeah. so yeah good stuff there man special nick when when he was on our show he talked about like he thinks that the series s pro how would that work and he was saying like man I see them making that into a handheld. Mm -hmm. So, and with this Asus now uh, being out there, I was also thinking like, is Xbox going to do a handheld themselves? Like turn the Series S, which you can obviously do. I mean, let's be real here. Um, By now they can manufacture that exact same chip, the exact same chip with half the wattage. So cooling should be uh, doable. Like, the ally uh, Li is in the ballpark of a Series S uh, in terms of, of performance on paper, at least. Yeah, um, Give or take a little bit, of course. Uh, but it's like, what do you think? Uh, is Xbox going to do a handheld themselves with obviously the success of the Steam? We don't know how successful the ally will be, but it depends. It depends on what route they take. Theoretically,
1: what they could do, if the partnership mm. with um, ROG and AMD is as strong as we think it is, if from a marketing perspective they could just rebrand the ROG with the Xbox logo on it, cool. clock it, clock it a little bit of a different way, so it's kind of not the extreme version, so it's eight point six. It's not the low version, so it's two point something. It's in the middle. Around that Series S territory, where it's like five or six, maybe teraflops, so it's like a bang in the middle version for handheld, rebrand it, and again, it's just a case of, it is just a case of just optimizing that chip for whatever clock you want it set at, as opposed to anything else. So they just kind of change a couple of the kind of internals there, and by that I just mean just clock it differently, rebrand it, and then have their own version um, of of that exact same handheld. It's Like you mentioned, it's already running Windows. It's already natively running Game Pass. So from their perspective, would you waste money on R&D or would you just work out a deal with with ROG and AMD?
0: That is a good question. I mean, again, basically it is already an (laughs) Xbox-capable handheld with it running Xbox PC Game Pass natively and everything you buy in the Windows Store as well. The problem is, of course, for us console owners, that does not go along with third party games. Yeah, so cool. like I I I switched up the, the, the gameplay now running uh uh Jedi Survivor. Yeah, I bought that on my Series X. I can't play yeah. it on my PC, so I can't play it on the Ally. And that of course is missing. The other question is though, would the third party publishers actually do it? I mean, so that's something um, if Xbox had an, a native ha- handheld, if they had one, yeah, um, would you be able to play all your console games, not just the, the ones in Game Pass, but all your console games? Jedi Survival, mm-hmm. you bought that, would you be able to? Would EA and all the other publishers agree to that? Ubisoft, I Warner don't Brothers. Think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either. So
1: you can't, you can't do that on PC currently, and that's that's the point. Like this is a Windows device, and you can't do it on that. And it's a Windows yeah. platform, so you even on, even on, a, on even on Series X, device, just in yeah. pod,
0: because you you can't switch in between your Series X and S with one purchase. Yeah. And if yeah. they put it as the Series, I don't know V or whatever. Series H for handheld, <laughs> you but, name uh, Yeah,
1: it. Then, then if they did that, then it would—they'd be ditching the Windows, and they'd have to go down the exactly. Xbox ecosystem.
0: Maybe, but I—I th- I see that this is already a lot of uh, problems and troubles. That so would be
1: if- the—that oh, would be the only way to get around it. That would be the only way to play your con- all of your exactly. console games on handheld. Exactly. would be to ditch the Windows and go just for the Xbox ecosystem.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm not sure if they're going to do it, honestly, because with the Ally already out, with Game Pass being, we've heard this many times now, that Game Pass is actually more successful on PC. So you have more Game Pass subscribers on PC than on console. It's all already that the ecosystem they're pushing a Game Pass for. So is it, uh, is it really worth uh, to make a console handheld? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that is more tied into that, or are they or they're just gonna keep that one because they know that this, that if if the uh, ally becomes the Xbox, the Xbox Game Pass handheld, yeah, yeah, uh, and it is even more attractive for consumers because they also get their gigantic Steam libraries on there and the one game that they got from the Epic Store. Because it wasn't available. <laughs> see. Um, and they get all those as well. I don't think that they see this as a, as a proper business case. But yeah, we shall see, man. Dave, sends in, uh, Dave Ramos uh, sends in a $5 super chat. Thank you, man. He says, Would I ever buy an Xbox handheld over a Rock Ally? I don't think so. The Rock gives me PC, Game Pass, and Windows. What would an Xbox handheld be capable of? Exactly,
1: and that's what we've just been speaking, to, speaking about there, it's if they keep it as a Windows handheld, because obviously it's their, their native desktop anyway. If they keep it as yeah. Windows specifically, a Windows handheld, then you can download the games that you buy on them on the Windows or, or Xbox Marketplace and play them natively. You can play your Steam games, you can play your Game Pass. If they just make it as Xbox OS, like Calorie in my chat said, you will only be able to play your Xbox games not Steam, not anything else. And I think that detracts from the market that they'd probably want to have, where ideally the one thing you don't want to do, and especially if you have a look at the, the what they're talking about with the CMA and the FTC and all that stuff, mm. they want open ecosystems so that you can play things on whatever device you want. And I think that would further that if you can just play your Steam games on your device and things like that. So I think the logical route for Xbox... Would just to make be make a deal with ROG and just rebrand the ROG ally with an Xbox logo on it. So ROG can still yeah, ROG will still sell that ROG ally themselves. Xbox for their marketplace can have the ROG ally, but with Xbox marketing on it. So it's got like the Xbox badge and things like Mm. that, but it's still the ROG ally. But again, they could just tweak its, its 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 a specific xbox marketplace version where it's only the six teraflop version or something like that and it's like a kind of a mid-range market that they aim for as opposed to not 600 not 700 but like somewhere in between Mm. um so there's there's numerous routes that go down but i think it would save them fortunes on r&d if they just went down the rebrand route and just said right okay let's make a deal like- that's
0: that's a very good point yeah I mean to the, the fact what uh, what what to order to to Dave's question what would be the one thing that an Xbox handheld would do differently and it's got to be the third parties it, mm-hmm. it has to you have to drop the we run Windows thing and and do like this is your portable console all the games you have on console will work on this one as well It's the only way I see that they could differentiate themselves, but are they going to do it? Um, I don't think so. I just, like you said, they got it. The
1: issue issue we've got there as well is an Xbox, of course, have this issue still, Mm. um, but a lot of the games that you download and own can't be played offline. Yeah. And that's a major drawback. Major drawback. (laughs) Um, So if they went down the Xbox OS route... It would you'd have to have a Wi-Fi or, or a data connection in order to check it, and that's part of the issue that a lot of people have with Xbox currently, that want to be able to play their games the DRM. Yeah. yeah, with the DRM thing. Whereas if it remains as Windows and downloadable that way, the DRM doesn't really come into effect in the same way.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a fair point, man. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm. I'm just gonna. Man, I'm gonna get the uh, ALI. Yeah. The only thing is, 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 do I wait? Do I wait and see? I'm uh, waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting. Do, do I wait? I'm I'm not waiting as long as you do. Uh, just no. wait like until the refuser out before I order one. So
1: yeah.
0: That's the thing. You've but already been, got move. a PS5, so it makes sense. I
1: do. But you I you do. don't have to. Pick. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly, man. And then when we are at Gamescom this year, yeah. I can show you what you're missing out on on the yes. ally <laughs> because I'm going to take that one with me everywhere, yeah. everywhere. But, man, let's move on to something else. Um, Starfield. Where, where, where's the hype level for Starfield, man?
1: Um, At the minute, it's still far enough out that I'm not overly hyped. I'm excited for it, but I'm not hyped. Um mm. I think I'll be I'll be more hyped after the showcase when I've seen a little bit more of it and and it's closer to that release date. But it takes a lot for me to be super hyped about a game regardless of how looking forward to it I am until really close to the mark. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to Hellblade 2 and it's like my most anticipated, but I'm not hyped for it yet because it's like it's not released anytime soon. Like, I don't know a date or anything like that, so I can't get hyped for it as much as I want to. <laughs> because yeah. it's it's just not there yet. So thankfully we have a date for Starfield. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also dreading it because it's going to take up so much of time and life.
0: <laughs>
1: but, uh, but, but yeah,
0: I can't wait. It's going to be good. Yes, it is. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm I'm still super excited for for Starfield. I um I love Bethesda games. Uh they made some of the best games ever made. Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind. Even the Fallout games uh although not up there with the Elder Scrolls series, yeah. Um they are just they are just incredible. I have no doubt that Starfield is going to be an awesome awesome game. So we actually got a, a couple of news bits this week rumors and such things so um the first is uh, Stafford got a rating yeah uh, it got rated yes. m for mature um yep. it contains violence blood suggestive, suggestive themes strong language and the use of drugs and uh, uh, and a, a little bit of sexual content in there as well man um so yeah, uh, not entirely new. Um, Oblivion, Fallout 3, uh, Skyrim, Fallout 4, and Fallout 76 all received also an, um, for mature rating. Um, just yeah. to give you some context. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean you see a lot of tons of gore and, <laughs> and such things. Uh, uh, but just like Fallout and Skyrim, uh, and, and such games, uh, there will be, adult themed content in there. Um, There's also the rumor that it will contain microtransactions. Yes, Uh, that is overblown.
1: Um, It is the um, creation club where you can Mm. buy mods, you can buy um, additional things via that. It's also um, you get the MTX thing um, if you have a look on uh, Horizon Forbidden West. You get the tag for uh, microtransactions if there are DLC, any DLC. Yeah. Uh, expansions, that includes upgrades um, to the game. So the expansion, the upgrade from Horizon Forbidden West to PS5 was classed as a microtransaction. Mm. So it's a similar thing. And, of course, we know Bethesda has its creation club, which is for modders. And naturally, yeah. that is a micro- those are microtransactions. So, um, yeah, it's there's... It's an overblown thing. Yeah, it is just the creation club. Yeah, there's going to be nothing else to it.
0: That's true. Uh, Probably. I mean, we do have to give Bethesda the one thing. They They, they invented DLC, dude. Yeah. Or microtransactions. They did. Uh, People forget that. But the first time you could buy something in a game was in Oblivion, where you could buy um, that horse armor. Yes. And yeah. and I remember the discussions, man. Like, who is stupid enough to buy something in a game just that your horse is going to look a little bit different? This is, this is not going to take off and see where we are. See where we are. Um, people love microtransactions. They just do. I was going
1: to say, uh, I wouldn't put it past them to have some kind of armor you can buy or something like that. That's limited. Um, or they do because they they might have pre-order. We don't know what the pre-order stuff looks like yet, so it yeah, could be that you see also... deluxe editions with specific armor or skins mm. or something that you get beforehand, and then you can buy those separately. That.
0: Yeah, I could see that being in the game. Honestly, like we've seen in the Tower video, you know what I did? That uh, I I needed some positivity around Xbox after yeah. after all the Redfall mess and everything, and and still yeah. being a downer man i needed some po- <laughs> <laughs> uh i needed some uh, some positivity so i went back and watched rewatched the uh the, the starfield presentation from from last year and there was yeah. like you know this this sequence where they showed the um customization for the spaceship and everything i could see that being dlc uh, or microtransaction yeah you can buy skins for your ship you can mm, Get stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it is in there. I would be also even more surprised if it's any way, shape, or form like um, invasive. Uh, yeah, I yeah, highly, I highly, I doubt, doubt. I highly yeah. doubt that they will have like pay to win mechanics in there or something like that, you know, XP boost or whatever. That's not going to happen. Uh, if there's something in there, I. Ha- make a bet that it's purely cosmetics, uh skins yeah. and whatnot for your spaceship or, or, or your character or whatnot. But with nothing else. I don't think that, that they're they gonna ruin the game in, in that way. Um but what do you make of the adult rating man? Oh god yeah I would I would expect no less. <laughs> 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 well, I
1: knew months ago it was it's it, it's heavily based on this um this drug that is kind of everyone is addicted to um all the way through the game and, and they've said no less there as well it is the the drug and i've forgotten the name of it um plays a heavy yeah. part in the kind of story as well it's it's on um, this one uh
0: water planet thing where where, where they celebrate the drugs yeah. and uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah So not only that, of course, then we've got to look at the fact that it is about two factions that have been at war for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've got kind of, again, just general kind of combat, which is shooting and killing and stuff. So it was bound to be mature. And to be honest, I would hope for no less. Um, I don't think the game would work if it wasn't a mature rating.
0: I do agree there, man. And I do also think, and this is just my theory, after watching every footage that we have seen from uh, uh, Starfield multiple times now, I do feel that the game will also have some sort of, like, horror elements in there. Because uh, when you watch the footage very closely, they have done it in during the E3 presentation, and they have done it in that uh, Todd Howard... uh, you know, we can do it uh, um, video that he put out like earlier this year. Yeah. They've shown certain sequences and there was always like room, dark room, like flickering lights. And then suddenly an alien jumped in front of the camera and every time they they made a cut and moved to to a different sequence. But it really felt like multi- in, in, in those showings that the that the game will have these kind of elements and I love it. Yeah, that you go into a dungeon, uh, dungeon-like, of course, uh, in, in in a space game. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, enter a certain area level where it becomes a little bit more linear. And you have like these horror elements, maybe even jump scares or something like that. I would absolutely love it. Uh, and I do have the feeling, and, and that also ties into the mature rating, You know that they don't hold back in violence. That they that you have like. These, you know, I, I want the dark. I, I want I, I do not want just want the cyberpunk space uh, havens. I want the I want the dark areas where you you know people get murdered. You have drug uh, abuse and things like that. I want those space. Um, areas as well uh, on different planets. And uh, I'd want to have proper monsters in there, which I do think we will get. And I can't I really can't wait to see what the full game will be, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let me shout out Tronti J real quick again for sending in a $10 super chat. Thank you, man. Super appreciate the support. He says Microsoft should partner with Asus. And uh, to make a port on the next Xbox to add GPU, basically plug and play, make a premium Xbox that has that. But you still have the 500 bucks for people that don't care. 100%, man, 100%. It would be how cool that would this be? What TJ says there is basically, forget the mid-chain upgrades. Yeah. Deliver us external plugins. like external box which is a proper gpu you plug that in your new series x and you're good to go bam pff, more performance want a new cpu plug it in bam more performance there right there um i would love that man uh and for those who just want to continue on with the co- generation as it is uh it's optional man it's optional be an awesome thing to go and what they what Asus has shown there today is, is really super interesting with those plug and play GPUs externally. Um, so <laughs> I also want to shout out crypt C- crytopsy in the chat. He says that Phil Spencer interview was enough violence, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah man, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. <laughs> that um so yeah man but i need i want i i want again a little bit more excitement around the brand but with the showcase of course coming up i do think we're gonna get that um and uh so yeah let's let's talk about the showcases a uh, real uh oh not real just really quick but let's talk about the showcases man Yeah, that's a segue <laughs> because man Showcase week is coming up real soon. Um, of course, it all starts with the uh, Summer Game Fest um, on June 8th. Actually, the yeah. Tribeca Festival uh, is is prior to that on June 7th. Uh, but let's be real. The one thing we are looking forward to is, uh, is uh, the Summer Game Fest. 40 games have been confirmed for that. Um, right which is pretty cool. Um, I won't be able to cover that in any way, shape, or form live because uh, in, during that week, we are on a, a one-week family vacation trip with a couple of other families. We're going to France. We have a, you know, Airbnb there with, with s- some other families, friends of ours. So I, I will be there till the 9th uh, uh, of June. (laughs) Uh, So, but that means that I'm back for the Xbox weekend and that, you know, the plans we have big plans on your channel, as well as on this one here. Um, You will be covering, of course, all the showcases with live reactions. And we are going to do here on this channel, post shows to the Xbox showcase directly after we were going to do a crossover with the living split screen. So we're going to have Pong soul and I Steel rain here with us directly after the Xbox and Bethesda show or, this time it's only called the Xbox Showcase and the Starfield Showcase. We're going to yep. directly start with the show here to discuss everything. We want to invite, of course, the entire community as well to come uh, uh, here and hang out with us. We definitely need to talk about everything that's going to be announced at the showcase and Starfield Direct. uh So this is going to be awesome. We're going to do a similar thing. Um, after the extended showcase, uh, we're going to have Kea Asante right there. And we're going to have Luke and maybe another surprise guest, which isn't confirmed 100% right after the extended showcase. Um, and Dutch, we are going to do the biggest prediction show on YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it, yes. man. It's, it's, it's going to be the biggest one on YouTube because we have uh, tons of creators on Saturday, June, uh, set, Saturday, June 10th. Guys, set your reminders. I'm going to put it out probably next week as, as well. We're going to have more than 15 people coming on a show prediction show we're gonna do saturday june 10th the regular world of gaming time so 2 p.m eastern uh, 7 p.m uk time 8 p.m uh central europe time we're gonna have 15 people with lord cognito rand althor um Chess is coming on we're gonna have pong soul we're gonna have ainsley from seasoned gaming we have gas on we have so many Creators. We have the entire community. It's gonna be a huge show, man. A huge show. More than 15 people uh, uh from the creator scene uh coming on here to to g- give their thoughts on the Xbox showcase, their f- predictions. That's the day before the actual uh showcase is gonna happen. So we're gonna have to, all our final thoughts on here. It's gonna be a massive show, man. It's gonna be wild, chaotic, raw, but awesome. Yes. Um so tons of, of, of people coming there. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, but a little self-advertisement here and there, we have to do that. So wanted to give you also the chance to shout out what you got coming up for the showcase weeks on your channel, man.
1: Yeah, so, of course, we are covering... I've already got them already. ready there. Keenly an- awaiting the announcement from PlayStation of the date for their yes showcase. We've already got all the. We got some rumors done.
0: there. We're going to yeah. talk about that in a second, man. Yeah, so I've I've already got all the thumbnails
1: done for all of the showcases, so we're covering and me too, man. Me too, because <laughs> yeah.
0: I have to get them done before I leave uh, on the family vacation. <laughs> because I literally come back from family vacation and we have to do the or we got to do the prediction show like ten hours later. So I, it's it's like impossible to. Uh, so I have done the exact same thing, man. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah, we we're covering the Xbox. Uh, Xbox, Bethesda, Starfield Showcase. Yeah. And yes, I'll keep including them because I still suspect they'll be involved um, outside of Starfield. um, We will um, be covering the Xbox Extended Showcase. Yes. We'll be covering um, the um, PlayStation Showcase when that's announced. Um, yes. We'll be covering the Ubisoft Showcase again this time as well. I'm going to give them another chance, although last year was a doldrum. Um, And... Uh, Still debating whether or not to do um summer game fest because he usually starts that very early, um so we'll see what time that's hosted live because that's on a Thursday, which is during our show uh, or at least the world of gaming, um so it's a bit of a hard one to catch so I don't know it depends um you're away actually aren't you for summer game fest. I-
0: I'm away for Summer Game Fest, unfortunately. Otherwise, of course, we would have done probably the same thing depends, uh, there.
1: Yeah, it depends where it starts. If it starts before I get back from work or return from work, then I won't be covering it. I'll just be watching mm. it. If it starts after that and it's like 7 p.m. UK or 8 p.m. UK, then, yeah, I'll be covering it. So I'll have, I'll have to look at that. Sweet. Um, but, yeah, we're doing all the lives. We've already planned this out, me and Boxy. So we're yeah. doing all the live reactions Boxy will be joining us for the Xbox Live Reaction. And as soon as ours finishes, we'll be forwarding all of our guys over to Boxy's channel um, and going to do the post-show reactions um, over there as well. And we'll have the full discussion there.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So... Yeah, Tom from Toonami in the chat says the after show for Microsoft will be nothing but trebuchets. Man, don't you dare talk. (laughs) Don't you dare talk about H4 that way on my show, man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's going to be awesome. So I wanted actually to talk about this with you because of a couple of rumors we have been getting. I'm not spoiling any content or anything. and We're not going to do that here. We are talking about Date rumors because our good friend Jeff the Grubman came Jeff out. Yeah, exactly. He came out and he said that the Play- PlayStation showcase will be airing on May 25th. So, mm. yeah, that um, did,
1: he that? did he reiterate that?
0: He did uh, not, to my knowledge. He said, um. He has heard PlayStation Showcase is going to air on May twenty fifth. Apparently, with all the Konami stuff in there, uh, Metal Gear Solid three, Silent Hill, and of course possibly the Castlevania thing that that Chess uh, Corden uh, also uh, put out as a rumor there. So take it all, of course, with a grain of salt. Um, Thursday, a Thursday. Why is Thursday? a Thursday, right? Here and usually, PlayStation what do they do? They air their shows, um, at an awful time for, for us here in Europe, it's like 11 to or oh, uh, p.m., sometimes midnight. Uh, yep. uh, that sucks, man. But uh, uh, we're definitely gonna try to cover it at least uh, to some degree, uh, then here, right on this yeah I'll, uh, I'll be covering
1: program. it live regardless of its time but yes. uh, I'd much prefer it was a, a nice time
0: it, <laughs> let's hope let's hope it's gonna be a nice time because I would love to do a, a, a after your reaction show uh yeah uh, or after your you live stream it I would do a post show to discuss everything um, and yeah. it would be awesome man uh but let's talk about this uh, PlayStation showcase do you think this is realistic like in two weeks from now? Um
1: they would have to announce it the beginning of this week or, or next week, if if it's realistic. I can't, I mean, I, the, I can't state of
0: de- the state of decay. I wanted to say the state of decay. Uh at the state of place. The state of um state of um <laughs> the state of place, they usually announce that two days earlier. Now, this is the, obviously different, yeah, much bigger uh yeah thing. Um so yeah, I would agree they would have to announce it within the next couple of days, man.
1: Yeah, if it's not if it's not this week or this weekend when they announce it, it has to be the beginning of next week, a Monday announcement. Yeah. If if it's going to be like literally the week after <laughs> they have to announce it yeah. this weekend or the beginning of next week.
0: I can't imagine Absolutely. they're going to give
1: themselves just like 5 days notice
0: i don't think so either not for the big showcase you can do that yeah. for the smaller shows like the state of place yeah. but if that's the you know big playstation showcase and they have not done uh, one last year uh so for the big big showcase they need to do uh, a bigger advertisement because with that you want to reach also, more of the casual audience, maybe, and um, just a wider audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree there. I do absolutely agree there. Um, what do you expect? Um, the Konami stuff has been rumored for for a while now. Yeah, that they will do show a Metal Gear Solid Three remake. Of course, Silent Hill remake. And just, uh, again, just Gordon said possibly Castlevania. Mm-hmm. They picked that up as an exclusive. And I've also
1: seen that, um, of course, MGS remake being um being exclusive, we already knew. Um, but apparently um Silent Hill, of course, and Castlevania um are also exclusive as well to PlayStation. Um, which is the further rumors. If that is the case, then you've got Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill and Castlevania Lockdown as PlayStation exclusives as a huge win for them. Massive. Yeah, I agree. I'm super looking, like, out of all of them, I'm more looking, like, I'd, I'd never understand why they do reverse order remakes. Like, why would you start with three when one is the best Resident, one is the best Metal Gear? One mm. is by far the best Metal Gear, in my opinion. <laughs> it is the game that started all. It is the best Metal Gear.
0: Just I'm like the wrong that. person to to judge that because I didn't like any of them. Fair enough, but um, for me, yeah, I've said it before. I'm not a Kojima fan. I don't like the Metal Gear games. Um, yeah. I, I do think I don't. I did not play. I played two and three. I didn't play four. I tried five. Uh, so did you? You didn't play one when it came out on the PlayStation? No. No.
1: Ah, uh, you see that's where uh, like cuz I started and people think I started on the Xbox but I didn't. I started on PlayStation. So I started mm. with the PlayStation 1. That was my first console. Um okay. before I got before the Xbox came out, so I started on the PlayStation 1. And Final Fantasy and Metal Gear were the two games that I got that was like mm. solidly played them. Loved them games. Um I do I'm just confused as to why they haven't started doing the remix with Metal Gear 1. Um, personally, uh, MGS three is wow. good. Don't get us wrong, but why? Why would you not start with the first and work your way to the third?
0: <laughs> yeah, don't get yeah, it. that's a good question, man. It's a good question. Uh I can't. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> um Honestly, I don't care. Again, yeah. it's like with the with the announcement that Ed Kojima's doing the Xbox game. Man, I also tried Death Stranding. It's just, I I don't get his games. I don't think they are masterpiece. They're boring. Stories are confusing. <laughs> the cutscenes are lengthy. Yeah. Gameplay wise, what has any of the Metal Gear Solid games done on a on a gameplay level? It's not like they had great stealth. Like not even close to when when you compare it to Splinter Cell. You know, oh, or yeah. Something yeah. like of course, of course. So Splinter I don't Cell I don't know. A
1: bit later though, Splinter Cell was a little bit later than Metal Gear.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, true. Especially the first one. So, but still, you know, I don't get it. The shooting yeah. never feel, felt good. See, but- the
1: first, the first, but the first Metal Gear had awesome characters. Um, like, um, again, and this is why we've we've been saying for years it should be, um, it's like Revolver Ocelot and and um uh, liquid snake and, uh, and w- uh, what I used to call Ninja, um, mm. on there as well. Who was kind of the camouflaged guy with a sword and everything. Um, absolutely awesome. And the characters in there were, were really good. And the story was great on the first one. Um, and they kind of lost me after that. I, I just liked metal gear one to mm. that much that, that the others didn't really bat an it. And me. Never played five. Don't have an interest in playing five. Um, but I would, if, if it was Metal Gear 1 remake, I would be absolutely over the moon. But I'm not really fussed about 3. Um, that saying, on a Sony perspective, getting these locked down as exclusives is huge.
0: It is. Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and if the Castlevania thing turns out to be true, yeah. honestly, it's been way too long since we had a proper Castlevania, and we're, we're not sure whether that's going to be a remake. Yeah. Uh, let alone which Castlevania got the, will get the remake treatment or if it's a new one, anyway, Castlevania is big. That's that's the thing, man. Uh, Sony is, is out there, yeah, being aggressive again, being Sony, uh, not saying great that they do it, but I do get why they do it. They do it with success, yeah? And I've I said it so many times, man, I, I want Xbox to be uh, as aggressive. Whether it's yeah. through locking down exclusive content or just be a little bit more ruthless in in how you market your brand, how you take on your competitor. It's just, you know, enough with the Kumbaya and, and a Nintendo... Uh, uh, PlayStation basically argued for 1.5 years against the entire ABK deal with all they got, which I understand why. From business side, I understand why they did it, but with crazy arguments. And when you look at what they do, yeah, uh, in, in reality, they do all these things that they complain to the regulators about what Microsoft might be able uh, to do. And Xbox could do a lot of things. Um, and... Uh, and honestly, the last time the Xbox has been uh, that aggressive was in the 360 generation. Yeah, remember Mass Effect, Oblivion, all these exclusives. Yeah, in addition, of course, with great first-party games. Um, so uh, and that's, that's yeah. the thing
1: I'm more intrigued in. I, I don't care about the third-party stuff that they've poached as much as I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm more, I'm more bothered about what Sony are cooking up from a first-party perspective. Yeah. That is what I'm really excited for, because as it stands right now, as much as I reluctantly, I went and played Spider-Man and I enjoyed it. um, That's the kind of stuff I want to see. I want to see what the other teams can do. I know Spider-Man 2 is coming out. I know Wolverine's coming out, which I'm looking forward to more than Spider-Man, but I want to see more than that. I want to see what else they're cooking up. Not factions. So I'm not really bothered about factions. Mm. <laughs> like what else are you making? Like I want to see Corey's next game that isn't God of War. What is yes. that? Yes. What is game. that? That's a what is Naughty game?
0: Dog working on, man. Yeah. Yeah. What it? What is? What is in um, studio? Yeah. I ben, see I to I, that. What is the yeah. Ben that.
1: What's working on? Because they're not working on Days Gone two now. So what they're working no. on? Um. And when? So, when yeah. was
0: Days Gone? That was. 2019 2020 yeah i want to say 2019 so 2019, it's been a while no. man I, I, we don't know anything about the roadmap of, of playstation 4 for the playstation 5 era yeah we know wolverine and spider-man and that's it man the two yeah. insomniac in games um of course i Definitely, it's more than time for some. Yeah,
1: to... It's weird to say this because I'm well, obviously I'm Xbox centric. Boxy's Xbox centric. Uh-huh. So you would think we would be more hyped for Xbox, but we kind of know what we're expecting with Xbox. It's just a case of what games out of the multitude of games they've already announced are going to be seeing mm. at this showcase. We know they're going to be, and Phil Spencer has said as much. Okay, out of Paris's list that he reeled off, you're going to be seeing quite a few of those games, which is good. But on PlayStation side, we have no idea, and that is where I'm more excited. I'm more excited for Sony's on that side because I have absolutely no idea what they can show. Mm. Like, what are you going to show me? It's brand new stuff. It's all new. So show me. Surprise me, excite me. Um, I'm already excited about Xbox's portfolio going forward, so I already have the excitement of Hellblade and Avowed and Fable and ever wild and you like the State list of the is K3 endless yeah there Indiana Jones and God and perfect dark and perfect dark you know. and it just the, it just continues forever and ever Out outer worlds too which I, I can't wait for and but on Sony's side I don't know and that's what I'm more excited about I'm more excited mm. to see Sony showcase because no one has an idea and it's and it's that speculation again. It's like, oh, what can they show? Whereas yeah. on Xbox side, it's like, which one will we see? Will we see Fable? Will we see Avowed? Will we see this? Yeah. So it's a case of okay, which games are we getting to see? And which games are we getting release dates or release windows for at the Xbox showcase? Whereas on Sony side, it's whole new ball. It's it's what are mm-hmm. they gonna show us this time? So yeah, yeah it's weird to say that trend. but I'm more excited for Sony's showcase for that very reason whereas don't get us wrong I'm super excited to to learn more about Xbox's games mm. and see gameplay and stuff I know to a point of course there's still going to be surprises what I'm going to expect there Sony's I've, I haven't got a clue I haven't got a clue and that's, that's a, exciting
0: It's a fair yeah fair point man fair point um I I do agree that it, we definitely do not know any way closed from PlayStation than we we know from Xbox, no doubt just I'm, I'm simply more invested in the Xbox ecosystem. So, yeah. And especially after, after the last one and a half years, I want to say, yeah, ever since the halo release, uh, it's no secret how I feel about Xbox's performance and how they're doing right now. Uh, yeah. But I'm really excited for the showcase. For that fact alone, to see what can they do to gain, get back the mind share. To ha- is it is it this time really this this year we've all been waiting for? You know the the we we've been saying this. Just wait till next year. Till next year is it this time? Obviously the uh, the the one that we are waiting for. Is it this one? and of course i've i thought about this a lot what, what can they actually do to make this like a super success the push they need you know uh and uh, obviously we're going to talk about this a lot during the prediction shows and when we get closer to it but i do feel like you know they can't rely on starfield alone this year um yeah. because starfield as much as i'm excited my most anticipated game no doubt I was supposed to be playing this game last year. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, And I, then I was supposed to be playing it in the first half of this year. And if you, you use this out as the game to fill out the rest of the year, because you just don't have anything else, um, of course, uh, uh, that would be not good. So I expect them to have another game outside, of course, of Forza, because that's also one we are, we're supposed to get already yeah we were supposed yeah. to be playing this now in in the first half um so uh i, I do feel like they need a story driven game uh again maybe a fable of course i'm not thinking fable is gonna release this year i think still like I,
1: think you'll see is- it this year. I definitely think i, you'll I, see I, think I
0: do agree i, I do agree I, I do think we will see it but i think Hellblade it's gonna
1: be a big Hell story game.
0: about something like yeah. that Another game like that this year, besides yeah. Starfield, is something Xbox would really need that they get. Yeah. O- because that's the thing now. You know, after underperforming for so long, they have to overperform now. They have to over-deliver. Yeah. They have over-promised for many years and under Now it's time to under-promise and over-deliver for a while. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I would expect a Hellblade or something else along this line. Yeah, man. we have contraband. Where's that man? What's what state of decay? What is the next working on? Compulsion. It's been like what seven years since they released their last game. Six, seven years. Um, what have they been working on? Um, so, yeah, man, uh, that's uh, what I think uh, that Xbox needs to do. Uh, give us something else besides Starfield this year. Yeah. Um and Sony of course we don't know much about them. We know Wolverine. I don't think we will see Wolverine man. I of course they will heavily rely on the one big game that they have for this year and that's Spider-Man. Yeah. And you know that people including myself are going to be all, uh, ex- all excited when we when we finally see a Spider-Man. And I want to see this next gen Spider-Man, yeah? yeah. Because they already looked great. Uh, Miles Morales looked stunning. Uh, with the, the ray tracing performance mode it looked incredible man. Yeah. Uh, so where where are they going to take uh, uh, Spider-Man 2? But other than that I do not want to see just the 12 games as a service titles. Yeah. I do not yeah. want to want that. Yeah. I want they will uh, some of them will be there but I do want to see that. I want to see Chade they, Didn't they buy Chade Raymond's uh studio? Yep want to see what yep. that game is. Uh, again, like you said, Corey Barlock's game, which is rumored to be... A, I don't like, know how
1: sub- far along that is, though, and I know Corey's... Corey, much like um, a number of devs recently, have said we will not show the game until it's absolutely ready to show. Yeah, And I think even then, from a Sony perspective, they won't convince yeah. them otherwise. A bit like the Fable, the, the playground team with Fable, Xbox guys have been pushing them to get yeah. that gameplay out for a long time, and they've said nope. You can wait until we are ready and confident enough to show yeah. it. Um, so I think Corey's going to do the same. I don't think you'll see... Co- as much as I would love to see what he's working on, I don't think we'll see Corey's game this year either. Um, of course, aside that, I do think we'll see Fable, but I don't think we'll see Corey's game.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Hold no, might see, I know, I it, how... it has been like three and a half years or so that he has been working on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but again, does he want to show it off?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't think so, um, personally. Personally, maybe I it think, goes to um, Tsushima 2. Yes, yeah, possibly. Possibly could be That's a good shout or an announcement for that. But again, yes, you don't want to rely too heavily on and we. We've seen the reports from PlayStation as well that this, they they aren't outside of Spider-Man, aren't releasing any other triple A games, first party games this year. They've said mm. that in their financial reports to investors. Outside yeah. of Spider-Man, there is no other first party games, triple A games releasing this year. So it depends I mean, on what have, they
0: show. I mean, they have Final Fantasy sixteen yeah, yeah, coming as an, got an exclusive a party have, this year. Yeah, they have have exclusive content lined up, so yeah.
1: Yeah, just first-party-wise, there's nothing additional this year that's releasing um, outside of Spidey. Um, But it then begs the question, in this showcase, what will they show from a gameplay perspective and what will be CGI trailers? And that's the only drawback. How will Sony approach this from a a showcasing perspective? Hmm. Will it be... Trailers like CGI trailers announcing titles, or will they have very early gameplay footage? But would you? Would you really do that?
0: That's a good question, man. That's a very good question. I mean, I would say if you look historically on on them, they have put out these vertical slices relatively early in in development. Yeah. Um, Remember the God of War vertical slice for the 2018? It was two years before they released the game. Yeah.
1: Of course, yeah. Uh, And that vertical slice was wasn't actually in the game. It was a section that was similar. Yeah. But that actual it was completely different when you come to play the game. It it was nothing to do with it. Like entirely separate. You didn't see the thing flying over, you didn't see anything like that. And like that didn't happen. It was similar, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. And again. Are Sony going to make their studios make these vertical slices and spend time making vertical slices that could be on development?
0: Yeah, they've done it in the past, but then there was a, different, a different time, man. Different leadership, yeah, exactly. different mentality, and, and putting it in, in perspective. oriented, yeah,
1: yeah. Put it in perspective. It's been over six hundred days since their
0: last showcase. It's crazy, man. To think about this. Especially considering how early we are in in the gen, where yeah. you actually want to lay out the roadmap and get people to invest in in the new generation in your on your platform. Um, I
1: think I think what they've done is they've they've now cycled out every cross gen game that they've got. Yeah, it's cycled it out. Whatever they have announced at this showcase is purely PlayStation Five onwards. nothing else um and i think that's why they're kind of drawing a line in the sand they've said right everything that is cross-gen is now done even horizons next dlc was only for the playstation 5 um we know cyberpunk's next dlc is only next gen only xbox going forwards from from the from this showcase onwards is all just current gen only like Mm -hmm. the previous gen is now end from may showcase for reported showcase for playstation through xbox's showcase and onwards outside of third parties like ubisoft for instance first party stuff now going forwards is next gen or current gen only
0: thank god (laughs) thank god yeah man it's time to move on from last gen it's it's simply time yeah um Absolutely, on both sides, man. I'm, I'm also happy, even though the first true next gen release with Redfall didn't go as planned. Yeah, no. I'm happy that we have uh, <laughs> not even close. Um, nope. didn't. But um, yeah, uh, I, I, am happy that that we move on, man. Uh, from from. Yeah, it, did, from it
1: didn't go. But you know, the problem is, is, it didn't go as planned for Xbox. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna have a hit with every game. You're just not. Um, unfortunately hmm. on in this case arcane just did not hit um for multiple factors um there's a lot of people still having fun with it and and more power to them for doing so um i've tried to play a little bit more of it yesterday and and honestly i had the shortest i, I, I was like right i'll try the next mission the mission <laughs> i went and put a, a a pocket watch on someone's grave and then that was it that was a mission the, the, like i killed nobody on the way there there was no enemies yeah. But I was like, nope, turned it off. I was like, I'm not doing these the this is pointless. Like, I'm not doing it. So I just turned it off. Um, but for those who are enjoying it, I'm glad you are. But it's unfortunate that Xbox has its first current general only title has not hit the mark. Yeah. But I, I do believe that is going to be a one-off. I don't think it's going to be a common trend. I think the the concern around that was maybe he's a bit overblown. Um, i can't see for instance obsidian making those mistakes i just can't mm-hmm. um i can't see playground doing like putting out a terrible game they never have so they're never going to um, i can't honestly see rare putting out a bad game i can't see there's a multitude of studios where you look at them and yeah. you go no, it's just it wouldn't happen, and I don't think Ninja Theory will either, from both a technical or a performance standpoint. Yeah, I think what the release will be absolutely on point. Um, so I don't. There is no concern from me on the quality level. I think it is a one-off, and you have those. And if we have a look at, um, even on a on a on a reception reception point of view, Days Gone didn't get the reception PlayStation wanted yet they're continuing and they've continued to knock it out of the park. Then you have a look at the PC releases. Uh, the The last of us on PC was an absolute mess, a shambolic mess, but they continue and they That's, will continue. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't, we're not going to kind of plaster the entire generation based on a couple of releases. They're going to have some terrible things. They'll learn from it. They'll improve. They'll get better. That's for both sides. So PlayStation will get better on PC. Xbox will absolutely get better on console. Um, and this, this, these showcases coming up for both platforms are absolutely the turning point of this generation. This is where things start to kick on properly. This is what we've all been waiting for from a gamer's perspective. We want to know what these consoles can do. And this point forwards is what we see these consoles are capable of. huh
0: I do hope so, man. I do hope so. Uh, of course, there will still be hits and misses. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. natural. I do And it agree. won't be.
1: It won't necessarily just be down to performance. It could just be that the stories these people make or the ideas these people
0: have just don't hit. Hit or, or simply don't click with you. Uh, yeah. So exactly. it is. It. I agree. I do agree on the. I don't think we have a general quality problem. I do still think we have a management problem. Um, it's like I don't have doubt that, that games like a Hellblade uh, uh, or an About or a Fable will be absolutely fantastic experiences. My concern is more of the duration in between <laughs> um, yeah. releases. Um, so. Yeah, but other than that, uh, it's like you said, I think we are entering this phase of the generation where we will see um, what true next-gen games are. Uh, Starfield is going to be a massive game from a technical standpoint. I don't think it's going to be this super duper showcase. Uh, Hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, I don't expect that from Starfield. I expect it from Forza. I expect it from a hellblade and a fable yeah those will be the the, the showcases um pardon me uh, for what what this gen can do um yeah. but let me shout out briefly tj drawn tj he sends in a five dollar super chat thank you man and he says xbox needs to show gameplay of state of decay 3 it's been five years in development and the coalition helped True on the coalition. Um, and it's been five years since, uh, State of Decay 2 came out. Um, and yeah, it's been five years, uh, in development. Uh, people sometimes I see a lot of people. No, man, the same about Fable, by the way. I've seen this when I always say, I always say like Fable is six more than six years now in development. Yeah. yeah. Of course, when the development started, it wasn't in full production. That's how every development of a game starts. Yeah. It, starts with, it starts with concepts. It starts with ideas of early prototyping, stuff like that. That's the how amount
1: it... of them that get scrapped out. If you haven't, if you even do yourselves a favor. If you want to know how development processes work, go and watch um, the, Psycho, the Psychonauts Diary, um, Psycho Odyssey. That is, it's a lot of episodes. Mm. If you want to see how how the t- trials and tribulations are coming up with ideas and putting them on paper and them not working and having to scrap them and starting again, that is development in a nutshell. <laughs> For mm. every game, there are so many things that they come up with, they put in, they spend hundreds of hours creating, thousands of hours creating, and they just go doesn't work, gone, and then start again <laughs> from different yeah. and that every development cycle unfortunately it's it sounds like this is why i I hate when people say x game is in trouble and x game has started again and x game has done this because that's just development
0: Uh, throughout
1: development there are so many features and level designs and character designs that are scrapped and started from scratch and this is how it works
0: exactly Um, exactly that's just how it works so uh when, when we say, uh, or like TJ in this case said, uh, five years in development doesn't mean the game has been in full production for five years. It just yeah. means, yeah, they've been t- playing around with ideas, creating prototypes. And for whatever time it's now in full production, the game is out there. Todd Howard himself said, yeah, they usually only take one to two years in full production for their, for their games. Uh, that's like. Yeah, but the, the the big amount of time is creating ideas, getting prototypes ready, uh, uh, the creative stuff, man. And at the very end, um, you're gonna uh, deliver that. in state of the K three, it's long overdue, man. I want to see it, um, especially since it's still a smaller team. That's the thing, you know the bigger the team, the longer it'll take. (laughs) Normally, there's always the example that proves the rule, but um, it's that exact thing, you know? Uh, If you're a small team, you develop your game, or you can do a lot of things more agile, faster, and um, so five years is for such a small team, and it's still a relatively small team over there, and and that lapse, yeah, Um, is already a lot of time, uh, we have heard the coalition help which is great um we also know that they built uh or founded a new an, an, uh, a new studio that is solely focusing on um solely focusing on animation and and stuff so um yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. And following up on that, uh, is Super Chat uh, is is one from Tom from Toonami. He sends in $2. Thank you, man. He says, State of Decay chest went full production in January. Uh, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure because we've been hearing for years now that they've been working on that game. I don't yep. know if full production started in January this year. Um, but I might be wrong here if you have a source, man let me know. I'd be happy to learn. Um, get Dave's Dave's. Um, I did not get Dave's. I just wanted because it was related. Uh, so, uh, Dave's sent in a super chat, $5. Thank you, man. Um, he says, (laughs) you know, what won't be like Redfall? Diablo four. Sure. Seems like a flex move to have done the beta. Love it. When they they've get their games out early. Um, so yeah, man, Diablo, dude. Over the weekend, you know, server slam beta is gonna happen again, and then Tune Tune is gonna be here soon, and yep. we gonna we gonna make World of Gaming clan. So <laughs> I'm gonna definitely let you guys know uh, all about that uh, here on the show when it's time for that. Uh, so if you need need to team up, then um, we're gonna have a blast with Diablo Four. It's gonna be so cool. Um, yeah, and Tom from Toonami follows up. He said, uh, "said No, they did. um uh- We started to uh, state in uh, their sorry, dev sorry. diary." Yeah. Ah. Okay. Okay. Well, that, uh, uh, to okay. be fair,
1: it could, in terms of their full production, they could have absolutely everything in place in order to get started on it with a full team. Now they've, yeah. as Pixel G mentioned, there the State of Care Two team has been in skeleton crew, but to their, to to their, um. As a as a major positive, the amount of work that State of Decay team have done to State of Decay Two, releasing yet another humongous yeah. update this week, um, for that game, um, that is, God, that game's had such a transformative kind of shakeover since its release. So much free free stuff, it is insane. We're talking graphical upgrades, performance upgrades, multitudes yeah. of. Different add ons, expansion, everything for free. None of it's cost anybody it's, a penny. It, the support for, for this
0: game, again, from such a small studio for so many years, it's absolutely incredible. And honestly, I can't wait for State of Decay 3 because State of Decay 2 wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best game ever made. It had tons of bucks when it launched. And yet, there was something so special and addictive to this formula. I was like yeah. s- sitting there, you know, in the evening, late night. <sighs> I'm just going to loot one more house, man. One more house. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. and you hate your life. And the next evening you're going to just continue to do the same shit. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like... A fantastic formula and with them now having bigger budget, proper support, technical support, Microsoft backing and the entire thing, I can't wait what they will be able to deliver with the State of Decay 3, man. I'm excited for that. For that game. So, I think we caught up on the Super Chats, man. So, (laughs) (laughs) whoo. already two hours and 20 minutes into the show so uh two more topics before we get to the community questions so i think one is a faster one the other one is like maybe maybe a little uh, more extensive sony shut down the studio man and i wanted to talk about that with you um yeah because it happened over the uh, the news happened over the weekend so um it's probably old news for for some of our listeners now uh, but uh, we didn't have the chance to talk about this last week uh, and i definitely wanted to to talk uh, with you about that they shut down uh, concrete chini the studio behind um uh, uh sorry they shut down pixel Opos, uh the studio behind uh Uh, Concrete Genie Uh, and it's not the first studio that they shut down uh, over the last couple of years they've closed down I think seven different studios over the last three years or so Um, and it's like yeah man, when Xbox does something like that you know the outcry is huge everyone's talking about that even the PlayStation uh, podcasts talk about that (laughs) and uh so I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about this. Um yep. we've seen that Sony has moved away from, from letting smaller experiences be available on their platform. I think this yep. is what this comes down to. Yeah, we know that they only want to have the big, 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 big AAA blockbusters. But that's one thing that Xbox has done so well, and it actually has carried Xbox for many years now other smaller experiences. Look at last year, they had nothing in terms of bigger releases and yet they had uh, the fantastically reviewed Gra- uh, Pentiment and Grounded, yeah. yeah. Um and uh, we know that Xbox lets a lot of developers run their passion projects. I mean Grounded is the perfect example. That game is massive, Mil- millions and millions of players, yeah. I think what it was, Dutch, was it 12 or 15 Uh,
1: million? Well, it might have been 15 now, actually. Yeah, it was about 15 million that they
0: reported. Yeah. Uh, So um, that would have never happened uh, if if you do not let those small studios grow uh, and and do their passions. And State of Decay 3, uh, perfect example. We just talked about that. That studio is not big. It's not, State of Decay is, uh, is not this massive, you know triple a shiny game the third one might be the, yeah we yeah. don't know, don't know the third will
1: definitely will be yeah
0: <laughs> but um, they, that's what xbox does yeah and on the other side we see sony shutting down these smaller studios they are not even happy with games like days gone that apparently didn't perform after selling millions and millions and millions of copies um so what do you think man uh, what's ha- what's what's going on there
1: I I can, right, I can understand. There's two two ways to look at this. I can completely understand why they shut it down. So they did a performance review across the board on which studios are actually doing something that's worthwhile and which studios aren't, which studios can perform and which studios aren't performing. Um, And they, in their reports, they opted to close down um, the studio because, um, for financial perspective, for financial reasons, essentially, um, they're just, uh, they kind of, what do you call that, when they're kind of um, tightening the belt. Um, so that, that's that's the reasoning behind it. But they were very brutal in a fashion where they didn't say, thank you for your service, et cetera, et cetera. They were just like, after a performance review of the group, we've opted to close down Pixel Opus. And that was it. Um, Pixel Opus put out a lovely tweet saying, our adventure's coming to an end. Thank you, everybody, for your support across the years, so on and so forth. But nobody, like, outside of Sean Layden and a few of the other kind of PlayStation studio heads, no one from PlayStation put out a thank you or anything like that. It was a bit... I thought that was a bit of a um, a horrible thing to do, to be honest, after a team's put out some really cool little games for you um, across the years. I think they need to treat their studios a bit better. And even those that they're letting go... Thank them for the service that they've gave to the company. Thank them for the experiences that they've created um, for for fans um, on PlayStation. Um, be a little bit more human when they when they make these announcements because it just very it felt very much detached. It was yeah, very yeah. much, and I, I don't like that approach. Like these are livelihoods that you that you're ending here. Um, have a little bit more of a humane response when you're doing it. Don't just make them another number. And that's how PlayStation's response was to me. It was another number. Um, I understand the reasoning for it, but I just think a, a, a more of a human touch to the announcement wouldn't have done them any harm. Mm. Um, and that, that's really the only thing that I say about it. I understand that they're not making massive profits. And I agree as well on your front that Xbox are an entirely different approach, and this is what makes both platforms entirely different. Xbox yeah. are willing to to spend that money on these smaller, very niche titles yeah. that might Take not the make the risk. mega money. Yeah. yeah, they might not make the mega money, but they don't care about that because if a 100,000 people play it, 200,000, a quarter mm-hmm. of a million, half a million, a million, whatever that number is, they're more concerned about new experiences that different people are looking for regardless of the size of the game. And at the end of the day, Microsoft aren't bothered about spending a couple of hundred thousand on a pentiment or a million on a pentiment when big major AAA games that Sony are paying for are costing upwards of 50, 60, 70, 100 million, 150 million, 200 million. And that's what they're focusing on. They want to take all of their resources and put them towards the AAAs, A's. Where Microsoft want to give everybody a chance, and they've said that internally. Listen, if you've got ideas, bring them up. If yeah. you want to have your idea, we'll and pitch it. If it pitch as well, and and we it, like the idea, regardless of how wacky it is, we'll make it happen and we'll let you make that game. Um, and I like that. I like that approach. So clearly, one. Yeah to different, different way of things and you
0: know what, what I think you know what I think that plays a big role here as well as the business model itself yeah. if you solely rely on basically selling your games at full retail price of course you, you're probably not willing to take as many creative risks um, yeah. maybe on smaller or bigger games because at the end of the day you always make the bet on do i make my uh, return of investment and uh, if, if if a pentyment came out yep. it would be only available through retail maybe digital or uh, or or uh, uh, with with actual physical copies to sell but if you would only be able to play it by buying the game by purchasing the game do you really think that game would have been bought by 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 many probably not Probably not. So it helps to have this subscription service-based model where you don't have to rely on the game actually selling x amount of numbers in order to make your money back, because at the end of the day you're just delivering content for your subscribers to keep them subscribed, to keep them happy, yeah. yeah. And so it allows you to do to do different things. Um, but
1: I think we also have to have a look at, and I think they this is where PlayStation will be looking at as well is they'll be looking at what they Gamers play on that console, and Mm. what PlayStation gamers play on their console is definitely not what Xbox gamers play on their console. Xbox gamers definitely play a more varied, um, kind of style of game now, and because that's because of the way Game Pass is, so you tend to find, I mean, even if you have a look at, um
0: it's not just Game Pass. Uh, it's also it the look. idea at Xbox Broker. Yeah, exactly. want to just Mention that. Quarter of a
1: million yeah. people have played that game already.
0: Yeah, it's and a six-dollar
1: game made by a really small team.
0: And that's four thing, of a
1: million people. That's insane for an indie.
0: PlayStation Four at the very beginning of this generation, during the PlayStation yeah. Four generation, Massive Sony relied a lot of uh, on on indies. Yeah, people were calling it the Indie Station. Yeah. But they've moved on from that. They are yeah. not supporting those anymore. We've heard it so many times how the developers complain about them not putting smaller experiences in the storefronts, yeah, to yeah. be able to actually get discovered. I mean, that's the problem with indies or for indies. Yeah, they don't have the big marketing budget. They need yeah. to be discovered. They need to be discovered on the on the storefront. You browsing through through the the, the, the app store or the, the the Xbox store or whatever, and and discovering those and if, if if the platform holder aka sony does not help you to be discovered which xbox yeah. does with all the ads that they put out for the idea at xbox program of course through game pass and all these things um it's just not yeah uh, uh not worth trying for you uh, on there and that's why we've seen so many indie developers even though that the potential install base is significantly lower on xbox right now yeah when compared to playstation um so your potential customer base is is lower but the uh the the potential to get discovered actually um is significantly higher so yeah yeah and um them shutting down the studio it just shows that yeah um it's triple a or nothing for, for sony yeah. Um,
1: yeah it's just not something they're willing to fund um, is, is basically how it is now that's not to say that they don't partner up with indies to bring indie experiences to the Playstation mm-hmm. but they're not willing to fund in house they're not willing to fund the, the them smaller experiences they're going to f- mm. focus their, their own internal funding on creating AAA experiences
0: I agree so yeah let's see if that will change someone mm-hmm. in the future because man some of the best it indie also
1: makes me think what's what's Yoshi going to do because um, Yoshi's very much he, he is the indie guy for Playstation
0: yeah, yeah. and even that man that felt like at the, at the time when they announced that it felt like a demotion <laughs> yeah. not a promotion oh, yeah uh, definitely definitely uh and yeah we shall see man speaking of of indies by the way have you heard hollow knight has been delayed man yeah One only, of my... past
1: only past june and to be fair at this point of the year we kind of expected that
0: yeah sure <laughs> of course yeah of course still the man still man i was still hoping for like a surprise drop at at the xbox showcase or something I don't know. You never,
1: you never know. They could at the Xbox showcase. They could announce like an August release or something. You yeah, don't know. You don't know. You, or a July release. It could. It might not even be that awesome. far
0: out. July, July or August. I would be happy with man. September, not so much because then it's all Starfield, baby. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, one more thing before we get to the community questions, man. Um, ABK. We have not talked about it um, since the CMA blocked it. So two things happened um, this week. First, we learned that Xbox apparently uh, hired like a shark, you know, an an EU lawyer um, that is... uh, has been defeating the EU regulators in competition cases. Um, In the past, uh, he presented Apple after the EU demanded that the company pays $13 billion in taxes because uh, it was claimed that Ireland had offered it illegal state aid uh, and they won. Yeah. he also represented Intel last year in, in, in a successful attempt to overturn a decade-old 1.1 billion fine after the EU claimed it was unfairly dom- uh, dominating the, the microchip market and a couple of other cases, of course. So big-time lawyer, man, a shark. shark. They want to appeal that with all they, they can afford. Um, I don't want to know how expensive that guy is, man.
1: too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because Bethesda's hired someone that's equally as Uh, shark-like. He is the Queen's queen's consort. So he's one of Mm. the Queen's lawyers, or was one of the Queen's lawyers, but he's a royal lawyer. Uh, So, (laughs) so, yeah, he's also big up. He's, again, in the UK. He also helped with the Apple case uh, and multiple others. So,
0: yeah, they're not met. They are not messing around, man, and I don't think that because for the most part we've seen Brad Smith, um, uh, vice president of of Microsoft, they are taking the lead in this now, and uh, I don't think that he he is also like you know like this pit bull that bites in your leg and does not let go. And and that's the that's how I you know I feel that he that he's a kind of a business guy and he's he's not gonna let this go, man. Um, so what also what we also learned this uh, week, and that's uh, quite interesting, is that the EU regulators will apparently clear the Microsoft Activision position next week on May fifteenth. It's claimed, um, even though the verdict was supposed to come out on twenty second and yeah, I moved that up a week. Um so what do you think? going to do will we see pinch the pinch of salt
1: pinch of pinch salt of we salt. had the same reports for the UK before Microsoft uh, found out that it got blocked. There was still there was the same reports came out earlier saying the UK is set to approve the deal blah 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 mm. and then then <laughs> it's blocked. <laughs> um so I would say take these reports with a pinch of salt until the EU have came out and said it's approved. Um, yeah. What do you personally think? think? Because of the way the EU have reacted to such a market that they can't really define. Um, and again, this is why Microsoft are going to, to battle it. Mm. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't really forecast what the EU were going to do at this point. I would love to say they're going to approve it, but I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think at this point it's 50-50 on whether or not they do or don't.
0: Yeah. I think so too. 50-50 is probably a good guess. Um, it's crazy to me still, if I think about it, that the CMA blocked it over cloud. Yeah. So they would have done it over, over console, I would have disagreed with them. But at least I would would say, okay, come on. Uh, that's the wrong way to look at it, but it, it would be make sense. But to block this deal over a market that is literally non-existing for yeah. like the 1,000 people playing uh, cloud in the UK, I don't know. Um, you know, I think way out of proportion and it blows my mind that they actually did it um i do have more hopes for the eu honestly yeah but then like you said we all were certain that the cma is going to approve as well and mm-hmm. so i think if if the eu blocks it it's over I, yeah. I don't think they can fight it on all ends against the ftc against cma and the eu but if the EU approves this, uh, I think it will also help them with their case in order to appeal um, in, the UK. Yeah, in
1: the UK. I agree. Yeah. I agree.
0: So, and I
1: think they'll use the, they'll they'll definitely use it because even then they'll say, "Listen," and then then comes different kinds of pressures from UK regulators, um, because as we know, prior to Brexit, they were pretty much in tandem. Yeah. They asked each other the same things. They came to the same resolution. Uh, nine times out of ten, they came to the same agreements. If one approved, the other approved. If one blocked, the other blocked. Um, so if if this is the case where the EU approves, then I think the CME are going to have a real tough job on their hands trying to block this Like after appeal.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, man, we shall see if this is actually going to be over it, at some point or if it's going <laughs> to go on forever. Yeah, um, it's, still,
1: it's still not past because at this stage, it's still not past the extended deadline. Um, ABK and Microsoft yeah. have all the agreements, so they don't need to talk about that yet. Although that will be in discussion um, whether or not to extend it further. Um, And if it doesn't get extended for, if it goes past the point again, then they would have to talk about redoing the deal again. Um, But that's Mm. something that they'll have to worry about at
0: that point. But
1: yeah, we'll see. We shall see.
0: Most definitely, man. Most definitely. So, yeah. Let us move to the community questions, man. Let's. Absolutely. So... Silence on on your channel jingles oh, yes. <laughs> uh, So man, this week we have some awesome community questions because you know f- each and every Wednesday people can write in. usually they do that on Twitter or on YouTube directly, sometimes in on Xbox directly or, or PlayStation and uh, or in the Discord. And this week, we got a <laughs> quite a few interesting ones. Oliver T. writes in and says, Hey, Boxenberger, recently you answered one of my questions and did a poll about 60 FPS versus AI. If you would have a budget to hive only one genius developer to optimize the game. You remember that, Dutch, uh, when we did yeah. that poll? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he says, seems now people complain more about the Redfall AI than 30 FPS. Don't you think <laughs> that in that specific case, the bad AI in Redfall hurt the game more than 30 FPS? In that specific case, what uh, would change shift more the user's perception if they had released it with either a solid smooth 60 FPS or even 120 FPS or an amazing AI never seen before where the NPC teams up wisely? In this question, I don't take into account any bugs or other problems the game has. Thank you, and have a great show. AI. Every day of the
1: week. <laughs> the AI is dumb. Dumb. I could play that game at 30 with the extended field of view and it would be playable. But that AI just makes it so much less fun. They are th- thick. there. Th- there is no purpose to them. They... <laughs> As I mentioned previously, you can I've never known a game where you can snipe an one AI standing next to another and the other one doesn't budge an inch. Yeah. He Just stands there as if nothing's happened, as if his buddy's just not just been murdered beside him. <laughs> it's just like, okay, and then just carries on walking around. As if nothing's happened. And every other shooter that I've ever played, if you shoot one guy who's standing next to another, the other guy ducks for cover or runs away or gets into cover somewhere or does something. But the AI in this game don't move. You can just take them all out one by another and nothing happens. AI absolutely needs to be fixed in this game. And I think that would make it so much more enjoyable.
0: So, I absolutely do agree with uh, Redfall needing a better AI. <laughs> it may, would makes it uh, make it uh, definitely a better game. Um, in general, it's it's it depends on the game, man. Because specifically,
1: this one for this question. Specifically, Redfall. For this one. <laughs>
0: See, it's it's hard to say if if it still would have the blind mission mission design and the uh, empty open world and all the other things. Uh, the AI line uh, AI alone would not change uh, would not make this suddenly a great game. But,
1: but me and you and have played it on PC at 60. sixty. We've we've played it on exactly. PC I wanted to 60. say that
0: I've, I've yeah. played it at sixty. Yeah. And it also doesn't make the game suddenly a, a good game. Um, yeah <laughs> so uh, i'm I'm always up for gameplay changing elements. I think in this day and age, we've sometimes focus way too much on pixels, on frames and and all that kind of stuff when a Zelda comes out at 30 FPS running at 720 and uh, not even with, with a super fantastic graphic style and actually can win all the awards, gets a set 97 Metacritic, just shows you gameplay is key, man. What makes great gameplay? What do I want to see as an improvement? AI is one part, Uh, but I also always say, I want to see like better physics in games. Yeah. I have better simulation of, of environments and stuff with all these things help the immersion and at the end of the day that's what it comes down to when you have great immersion in a game um the game is just awesome yeah and you don't need like native 4k all the time for that to have great immersion uh so great question man um Tom from Tsunami also follows up uh, and uh, says he would like to talk about the fact that the team that made Redfall is already moving on to their next game. I've heard that, man. I've heard they that.
1: They've got, another, they've got another team working on Redfall to make the, thing to, is, to fix the
0: basic issues. Yeah. They've always worked on, many, uh, on multiple projects. Like Deathloop yeah. was uh, in development in parallel to um redfall obviously yeah yeah and uh dishonor was uh, obviously in development parallel to prey so um not surprised by that and i wouldn't necessarily because i've seen a lot of people say well eh, now they already moved on they're not gonna fix the bugs and uh, do, do this or that with the game um don't think so but this is gonna happen necessarily um no, they're
1: still working on the bugs. They're still getting 60 frames mowed out. Everything like that's still happening. Um, yeah. Again, they're just, they just get a smaller team working to fix the issues and then correct it and then work on content. And the other part of the team moves on to the next project and starts. That's how these big AAA studios work. You, you can't remain stationary. You have to, as soon as one gets done, you have a, a wee bit of a break, a week or so, yeah. and then you go, right, next what's the ideas where we're going, what we're doing. You can't, you don't stick with the same thing. You can't otherwise you it's time wasted. So yes, they will continue with the current one. It won't be a a lot. It won't be the entire studio. The vast majority of the studio moves on to the next project. There'll be a small, um, section stay behind and, and work on that game with another studio, which we know they're doing. Um, like a third party in order to kind of get that game up up to scratch and fix the issues and add the content and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that game is not going to be dead dead out Microsoft wouldn't let that happen either. We've seen State of Decay and what they've done there. We've seen Say Thieves. Microsoft aren't in the position of just letting games die. Even as bad as Halo has been from its content perspective, they've... Consistently updated that game, added stuff to that game, changed things, tweet things. Um, so, as bad as things you look on the on the first instance, they're never going to just let it rot. They're going to do as much as they can to get it into a place where it's good or okay. They're not just going to leave it.
0: I, I agree. I agree. I don't think they will be able to turn it into a good game all of a sudden because, (laughs) like, honestly, the performance things and such things are not the biggest problem of the game. But I do agree. I I expect the support. Um, Uh RSJ fan writes in and asks, is Xbox doing enough to compete with PlayStation and other gaming platforms or should they change their strategy?
1: They're not going for the same strategies, so it's hard to comment on that. On a on A AAA standpoint, no, they haven't done enough. But do I think they have enough in the pipeline to compete? Absolutely. But in terms of both companies' strategies going forwards, they are completely different. Um, so it's hard to comment on the future. But in terms of first-party output, mm. we all have to agree Microsoft haven't done enough. But I yeah. am absolutely confident that what they have in their portfolio and what we know that they're creating is enough to compete going forward. Without I think so.
0: Her. I do agree there, but I w- would like to add something because she's got a bo- uh, point. The, the thing is, we've been saying this, uh, that that we as the console uh, gamers, uh, mainly console gamers, feel like second-class citizens. Yeah. I think that is, that is a strategy that Xbox needs to change. While they... Yeah while I get why they think that their future is cloud and that their future is the ecosystem, you cannot forget about the base, the fan base that brought you where you are. And that is console gamers. Yeah. Xbox started out as a console. It's become an ecosystem, which I love. I love the, the ecosystem approach, but again, uh, console gamers cannot feel second class citizens. Cloud isn't a market yet and it hasn't been for the last 3 4 years and it will yeah. take another 10 years until it's a, a, a proper market that you can view as your own and, and focus on we know that pc is big for them uh, yeah. game, said it earlier yeah, game, many most of the game pass subscribers are or that not most um, but there are more P- game pass subscribers on pc than on console yeah that, but is it really surprising Yeah, is it really surprising that it's this way when you don't have the content yet? And this is what they need to do. PlayStation is their biggest competitor. If they wanted to view it like this or not, it is. And um, I think so If by focusing again more on the console gamers, I do think that they would automatically be able to compete more also in the other markets. Because a happy console gamer on xCloud uh, is going to use xCloud. And grows that market into into its po- potential, yeah? Uh, but, yeah. So, I do think that they could need a change up. Let me follow up um, with a Dave Ramos question, man. He says, um, You could choose to have coffee with only one of these gentlemen. Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan, Tim Sweeney, Gabe Newell, or Doug Bowser." Who would you choose, why, and what would you want to discuss? And what drink are you going to order?
1: Phil Spencer. um, Hmm. Jim Ryan's corporate. I wouldn't talk with him. Tim Sweeney's far too outlandish in his opinions. Um, (laughs) Doug Bowser, Uh, I I don't think he's too personable.
0: Um, I have no idea how quiet. Doug Bowser is actually. You know, with Reggie, Phil, Amy, you you were we knew that yeah, exactly. guy. He was like a public was, if figure. If you said it was
1: Reggie and like Sean Laden, and that, that would have been a more difficult yeah. question, Dave. <laughs> but no, it's Phil. Phil's much more personable. I feel like I could have an actual conversation. where We would listen to what I'm saying, and I know that would be the case as well because I know people that I've spoken to him on a personable level and he, he pays attention to what you say, and he does listen to what you have to say and take on board your criticisms, etc. Um, so from that perspective, absolutely, Phil. I don't think Jim Ryan would care what I had to say, to be fair. Um, he's a corporate guy. Um, I've dealt with corporate guys throughout my time and my job, and yeah. honestly, they'll say whatever you want to hear in order to get your way, and that's a, that's that's the, the feel that I get from Jim Ryan. He's a PLC guy. He's the guy that tells you everything's rosy when it's not. He's the guy that believes in his vision even though it's falling apart around him. Um, that's that's the Jim Ryan guy. Um, that's not to say PlayStation's falling apart, but I'm the he's he's corporate. Corporate guys are all the same. Mm. Um, Phil Phil Spencer's worked his way up to that part. He's worked his way all the way through. Is from the ground level, essentially with Xbox all the way up to the point that he is now, Jim Ryan's been appointed into this state. Mm. He hasn't been the guy that's come out through the ages with PlayStation. He's been appointed into that position. Unlike the likes of Sean Laden, unlike the likes of Herman Holst. Uh, again, Herman Holst, I'd, have, I'd like to have a drink with as well, to be fair. He'd be a cool guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, Phil Spencer, absolutely. And drink wise, um, <laughs> Oh, see, I, I like a good cocktail as well. I know Boxy likes a good cocktail. Um, yeah. I'm all for an espresso martini. I love an espresso martini.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. I would probably also sit down with Phil, um, simply because I, not just for all the reasons you mentioned, but also, well, it's my main platform. And um, I've not been happy with Xbox lately. Uh, and I would would like to sit down and have a chat with him an honest chat. Yeah. Not in public with a good scotch in my hand (laughs) to answer that question also. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I would would like to discuss uh, simply uh, how he views this uh, how, how the situation Yeah, is it? Is it? Is he really? why does it feel that he wasn't able to do something about the pipeline issues that they had about the performance issues what what are, what are his honest thoughts I would like to see that uh, hear that man um, off the record you know in private and so last question of the day man Sith Lord sends in this one and asks do you guys uh, gen- or actually he wrote do you gentlemen watch anime and if you do, what's your favorite and what's, what are you currently watching?
1: Not these days, but I did grow up watching Dragon Ball. So I've watched all mm. of the Dragon Balls and I still go and watch the Dragon Ball movies when they come out. Um, So yeah, Dragon Balls will always remain number one to me, um, whether that be Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, um, any of the Dragon Ball films, y- you name it, I've seen them. So um, yeah, Dragon Ball. It's it's the original and always will be goat. <laughs>
0: hmm. I've I'm not an enemy guy. Never have been, probably yeah. never will be. I I play so many games. I watch so many You did many enjoy the series. Cyberpunk anime though, didn't you? Yeah, there was there was a good one, yeah. It Was a good one. But other than that, I honestly have to think if I've e- ever really watched one, you know, you've, you've watched a single episode here and there, uh, yeah. but j- just not for me, man. Taste is different and, uh, and anime is simply not for me, but with that Dutch, let's wrap this show up, man. Uh, we're closing in on the three hour mark, which is absolutely awesome. Um, so I want to say a big thank you to everyone who showed up here today. Um, not just in this stream, but of course, in also in your stream uh, over there, because we've been streaming this show to both channels. And um, yeah, I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who listens after the fact, of course, not just here on YouTube, but also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Thank you for lending us your ear for the last three hours. Uh, We do hope you enjoyed the show. If you do so, hit the like button on the way out. We would truly appreciate that. And um, I also want to say a big thank you, of course, to everyone who supports this channel, not just with the channel memberships, but also, of course, with the super chats that came in. Super appreciate that. Those uh, means a lot and helps a lot out. Um, so thank you guys for that. And Dutch, also thank you to you for Hosting here today uh, with me, let yes. people know what you are working on, what you've coming up, man.
1: Yes, indeed. So, again, thank you for chats on both sides. I've been keenly keenly watching everybody's chats on both my stream and your stream. So it's been awesome to do this this first crossover podcast with yourself. It's great to see uh, everybody tuning in across the board there. So thank you to everybody who tuned in for the super chats, for the memberships, etc. cetera, um, on both channels. And as like Boxy said, of course, like, share, and subscribe it out if you did enjoy it, and of course, enjoy it on the uh, on the podcasting platforms afterwards when that's uh, uploaded as well. So thank you to those guys, and uh, hope you enjoy it as well when you listen to it. Um, but for me, um, we are back again on the weekend with the weekend edition. Um, I am also joining PTK Blam for a super late one for me on Saturday slash Sunday morning because it starts at two mm. in the morning. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Woo! um But that's joining BTK Blam and Pong Soul and Marv and things like that as well on Sunday on Saturday slash Sunday. So that's going to be enjoyable. Um, nice. And again, with it being a weekend, I don't mind doing those super late ones then, um, because at least I can get a lie in. Um but uh yes, other than that, of course, we'll be returning next Wednesday for the weekend edition. So show you for the midweek mix-up podcast. And uh, I'm just kind of we're going through the motions, really, and getting these podcasts down until it's showcase season, and I can't wait to start yeah. that. Can't oh,
0: wait! Yeah. Showcase so season is going to be awesome.
1: So busy, but so fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember how exhausted we were last year oh God, after yeah. doing like last year we did like, i think in one week five shows or so it was like yeah but i can't wait it's it's the game of christmas season so it's gonna be yeah. awesome man i can't oh, yeah. wait and we're gonna share all the details for those shows uh and everything we do around that uh next week yeah um For now, I want to say again a big thank you to all the viewers and listeners in both chats. Um, Enjoy Zelda if you get it tomorrow. Enjoy the Diablo beta over the weekend. Whatever you play, it's a fantastic time to be a gamer. So many great games to play right now. Enjoy those. Uh, And we see you guys next week. And don't forget to game on.